Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World Late Night, Wednesday, June 11, 2014. And uh, how's it going, man? It's going all right. Looking forward to. Uh, we got quite a few guests tonight. We got uh, Damon Lawrence and Steve Passmore from Long Beach uh, Grocery Co-op. How's it going, guys? Going good. Going good. Swoops. Looking forward right. to talking to them. And uh, Angela and Tara are going to be calling in uh, from the middle of the ocean tomorrow. Nice. And uh, chat with them about their row. They're uh, still uh, headed towards Hawaii. Yes, and they of are. Of course, uh, the legendary uh, US, uh, USC and NFL star Anthony Davis. Be calling in to join us for sports. We got Bruce has got T-Bow's timeouts. All kinds of stuff going on, man. How's your uh, How's your good. week been? It's been okay, you know. I got the kids. Uh, it's a busy week because I got the kids, uh, especially my son. He's finishing up middle school, uh-huh. so you know, there's a, a, a graduation to go to. There's an award ceremony today. He got two awards. Ah, look at him, man. Yeah, Back man. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it just amazes me. It's not that he's not a smart kid. He just doesn't always apply himself, and uh, he applied himself, so good for him. And so, yeah, he got two awards from two different, uh, you know, uh, English and what was it? English and math, no, which really surprises me because no, uh, handshakes. Uh, no, man, it was all s- straight up. I'm just surprised he got the math one because the teacher, I mean, he has not – he has not tried all that hard in that class. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, but she loves him. And and when we were there for open house, back to school, whatever that's called, uh, she was just she was just effusive about him. I'm like, this one, right? It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's been here. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about him, right? <laughs> like, I got, when the teachers do that and they're talking to my, about my daughter, I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. I get that a lot. You know, but him, I'm like, really? Get over here, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Not that other Max. Exactly. This Max. <laughs> so, but no, seriously, he, he did well, and, and uh, we got graduation tomorrow. We're going to take him to the 555. Nice. Uh, which would be his first time he's ever been to, like, a... No, nah, it's the first time he's really been to, like, a real 
it's not a super nice restaurant, but you know, you know him. He's a a picky eater. Yeah. Uh, so we've always avoided those expensive places where we'd have to go to McDonald's afterwards <laughs> to feed him. Um, so, but he's 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 expanded his horizons, and he uh, actually my wife was there one time. She brought home some food. Yeah, it was a play and something, and. Uh, he just scarfed it down. He's like, that's the best. I'm like, oh, okay, finally. <laughs> now I can take you some. Now we can take you some. So this is his kind of, you know, end of school year reward. And, and then a week from tomorrow, he'll be flying to D.C., nice. New York, wow. for the school trip that he's doing. So yeah. it's another, which is another big thing for him because he's not usually the, the easiest traveler. Uh, and, but he's excited about going, so... Anyhow, busy is the point is, is That's busy. Good. How's things been with you? So you did a long ride, a 57, 58? Yeah, I, I, I took, uh, took part of the, uh, the, the ride out of, out, of, out of your book. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Rode up the uh, Santa Ana River Trail. Uh, it, was, it was one of those weird days, man. Uh, as, I, as I pulled into uh, the Bolsa Chica, you know, Bolsa Chica pack back there. Yeah. As I started riding in that, I popped a spoke. And I was deciding, do I turn around and go back? Or do I hit the local bike shop? Or do I just continue my ride? So I spun the wheel a few times, and uh, I just said, I'm going, man. <laughs> so, roll the dice. Yeah, yeah so roll the dice. I was riding along, and I, you know, I got to the, the, the Santa Ana River Trail, and uh, it's moving quite a you know, there's no breeze or anything. And I'm moving along just fine. And I'm going, you know, it feels good. I don't feel the breeze, so maybe I'm not. <laughs> but then I started seeing people ride the other way, and they weren't looking as happy as I was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I knew that. Yeah. So I, I, I got down to about um. I think it was Garden Grove Boulevard, uh-huh. Memory, Memory Lane, Garden Grove Boulevard, right there. And, and uh, I said, "Well, with this spoke, I better turn around and head back. I don't know where, where anything is around here." So then I came back, and but it was a nice ride. And I fought the just like you wrote in the book. I mean, fighting that wind back, it's, even though you're going downhill, it's like riding yeah. uphill. You know, oh yeah, like riding uphill. So. Yeah, the wind is always. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. you're riding. Still, it is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing too is a wind. We're like, and I, told, I point this out to my kids all the time. I'm like, see that wind? Like, we'll stop eating, getting a snack. See that wind? It's not that hard, right? It's not that hard until we have to ride against it. <laughs> exactly. Then that wind, which this is probably eight, ten, fifteen miles, is like, oh my! It feels like a gale force well, at that, that point. Because you know, you, the, the, the path tells you how many miles are longer, right? So I, right. I, I was about uh, twelve miles into it, so I had to ride twelve miles back. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, well, I fought the wind all the way back. And, it, you know, I, we've talked about this before. We fought wind before. But there's something about that. Just that it's just like a tunnel. It's tunnel, just, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, but it was, a good, it was a fun day and, you know, time in the saddle. So it was a good time. Uh-huh. We're going to take our first break and uh, come back and introduce our guests and get things rolling. Uh, you're listening to Swoops Run on Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, here's one from last week's guest, the Black Marquis. This is called All for Love. Back after this. When I say I'm in love, you best believe I'm in love. <laughs> From nowhere across yellow and black Across the desert from the light of the black We don't need all the things that I see The things that I come, the places I be And I say, yeah! Ooh. Yeah! 
dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sharp Hole on the Wall, and you're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to Swoosh World on Talk Story Radio Network. We're happy to have as our guest today, Damon Lawrence and Steve Passmore from LB Grocery Co-op. How's it going, guys? Going great. Going great, great Stuart. Let's start with Damon. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and, and kind of how you get this uh, get started with this. All right, um, Damon Lawrence. I'm from uh, Long Beach here. I'm from Rose the Rose Park area. And uh, we got started. Actually, I have to go back and kind of tell a story of how my first co-op experience uh, was. And it goes all the way back to a trip me and my wife took to Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were uh, just kind of walking around. We, that's what we do when we go on vacation. We just kind of walk through neighborhoods and check out the architecture and everything. So we're just kind of meandering through uh, uh, one of the streets there in Portland. And we were thirsty and hungry, and we saw a little store. 
And we said, well, you know, let's go duck in the store and go get some, you know, go get something to eat or drink. So we walk in, you know, and uh, I'm looking around the store. It looks looks different than a normal convenience store for sure. It wasn't a, it wasn't a huge co-op, but it was like a storefront co-op. Uh, uh, and it, as I said, it looked a lot different. It had produce and all this stuff. They had a little cheese bar. They had, you know, beer and all that stuff, uh, imported beers. And I was like, what is this store? What is this store with all these fresh produce and the prices seem to be, you know, fairly reasonable and everything? And I could see like a co-op label or something, but I still didn't get it. I thought that maybe the the people there were bringing stuff to the store and selling it or something like that. I just didn't get it. So we got our stuff. We got a sandwich, I think, and something to drink. And we're checking out. As we we're checking out, the uh, the guy texts and says, "Well, are you a member owner?" And we kind of like, and I'm thinking, well, am I not going to be able to buy this stuff? <laughs> no, like, is this like an exclusive store? Am I not going to be able to make a purchase? And so he's like, no, no, you can make a purchase, but you know, this is a this is a co-op uh, grocery store. And I go, well, what's that? You know, go, what, what is this co-op grocery store? He said, oh, you know, it's it's a community-owned grocery store. It's owned by the members and funded by the members, and they have you know a vote. He gave me the whole spiel of how they vote on you know, what's carried in the store. And, and, uh, uh, and who the uh, uh, members of the board are, and uh, it was amazing, you know. As I walked out, I kind of put that in my memory bank. I didn't think I think being in Portland, I said, you know what, that's a really cool hip town. You know, it's kind of a you know, it's a real progressive city. I said, well, that seems like something that they might have there. And I thought, you know, really there was more like an isolated incident of, of you know of a store of a community coming together, and for whatever reason. Uh, I'll bring the store. I still didn't get the concept. I still kind of thought that maybe they were growing food in their backyard and bringing it to the store, and each one was kind of, you know, <laughs> putting it up there for sale. But I did notice that it, that it was uh, uh, a co-op. So uh, fast forward to uh, um, like about a, uh, six or eight months ago, and actually a couple of years ago, when it's all things started to uh, uh, come about. When Sivers bought Albertsons, and they closed, uh, which Sivers is a, is a private equity firm, kind of like the Mick, Mick Romney runs, and they closed down, uh, after they bought Albertsons, they started closing some of the stores. And the six of Redondo stores is close to our house, was the, one of the first ones that they shut down. Okay, And uh, that store stayed empty for a while. So uh, Rose Park Neighborhood Association, who uh, we both belong to, uh, we're kind of uh, trying to figure out you know, what, what, you know, what we could do with the store and who we could bring. Everybody had their idea of what store they wanted to bring. Oh, I want Trader Joe's. <laughs> I want Sprouts. I want, you know, you know what, what's your mother's market. And so we did go on like a, uh, 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 like a letter writing campaign to try to woo these stores to the area. I said, you know what? No, it's a, it's probably, they could probably do pretty well there. Our farmer's markets would do pretty well. And, you know, I mean, if they looked into it, you know, they would probably you know, do pretty good to open a market there. It's a medium-sized market, you know, typical of a Trader Joe's, you know. It's a parking lot is not too big because, of course, you know, Trader Joe's, you can't have too big of a parking lot. <laughs> parking, parking has to be a challenge. Exactly. Otherwise, it's not exactly. really a Trader like Joe's. requirement. <laughs> and, uh, and basically, uh, 
boiled down to they kind of busted all of our bubbles and said, uh, you know, your area doesn't meet our, our demographic needs. And so we just kind of, you know, we put our head down. It was like, okay, well, you know, they basically don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like us. <laughs> they don't like us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then um, uh, actually the store did get, get, uh, get an occupant. Uh, top value market moved into the store. And uh, they had a store right down the street. You know, it was food for less right down the street. And in that particular location, I think they lasted all of four months. It was about a minute, then. It was, it was like, you blink, and they were gone. Yeah. I mean, I went in there again. one day for the grand uh, opening, I went there the next day, and it was all boarded uh, up. Telling you, like, yeah. What the heck happened here? What did we do to you guys? <laughs> uh, so we were uh, uh, at a Rose Park uh, kind of a function where they were doing a, a re-envisioning of 7th Street. And, uh, you know, it had photos of what the uh, artist impressions of what the different stores could look like if they were redone all the way down 7th Street. And uh, we were all uh, kind of talking about the, the grocery options and stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, I remember a store I went to in Portland. I was a, I a little story. It was, a, it was a co-op grocery store or something like that. What do you you guys ever been to a co-op? And I was like, oh, yeah, some people, yeah, yeah, we've been to a co-op. <laughs> well, well, why don't we try to, you know, see if we can uh, make that store into a co-op store or, or try to bring one here somewhere. That way we, you know, we could, uh, we could shop there. And I said, I'll look into it. So I went home and you know, all I needed was something to research. Right? So I went <laughs> home and I started looking up uh, uh things about co-op, I started, you know, Googling it and everything like that, and uh, at that point, I was floored. I was floored that uh, there were so many uh, cooperatively owned grocery stores around the United States, but there's very few in Southern California. Very few. I'm like, this is one of the most progressive areas in the nation. How the heck does does Austin, Texas, have all these cooperative grocery stores? How does you know little towns in Atlanta? Look at the, look at just just the pictures. All these little towns, little town in Iowa has got this beautiful grocery store. I'm like, you got to be kidding! You got to be kidding! You know they've got all these beautiful stores, and we're shopping, you know, at Ralphs. Let's go at Ralphs. That is like me. You know, and the options that they have and, and everything is well, everything is locally grown at these things, and most of the it's, uh, offerings are organic as far as the produce is concerned. They have bulk bins. I'm just scaling through all the pictures of all the stores, you know, and I'm like, man. And I'm like, I think we can, I think we can do this here. I think there's a nucleus enough of people here in Long Beach that can that can make this happen. So uh, that's where the you know where, where this, this whole thing started. Nice. I went and started a Facebook page and called it Long Beach Grocery Cooperative. One night, I think it was like a couple nights after that I did that, and I told them on the on the uh, uh, next door, it's a little uh, community website. I told them that I was going to do it, 
And uh, when I woke up in the morning, there was like, I think, 75 likes for the page. I woke up, uh, I went to work, and I checked it in again in the evening. There was almost 200. And I'm like, you don't know. And people were calling me. And I, you know, I, I did, I set up a, I says, once I saw the 75, I said, like, a, I said, let me make a Gmail account. You know, so people can email me or whatever. I'll put the email on the Facebook page. Let's just have a conversation. Right. Let's have a conversation to see if we can if we can get this done. You know. So, uh, and uh, the like the likes and the things on the Facebook page just kept coming in, kept coming in. You know, and we're up to over 7,500 people on a Facebook page. With some heavy conversations, almost it turned into a blog. Yeah, is what it has. You know, and there's a lot of commenting. There's a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, trying to help us design the store, what they want in it. You know, if we were able to do it. So I think the time is now for Long Beach to do something like this. I think politically, uh, Wayward Nation, uh, it's 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 time for us to uh, get this done. It'll be a good exercise for our community. We'll build a community, build, make this community stronger, give us an identity. Since there's no cooperatively owned stores in this in the South Bay area, the closest one is Co-Opportunity in Santa Monica. If anybody ever gets a chance to go out there and visit, I did go out there and visit that one. There's one in Ocean Beach in San Diego. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one. Right. I used to live right down the street from that there for a while. And then there's one in uh, Isla Vista in, in Santa Barbara. That's all we have. So it hasn't made a big saturation here. Most people, if you ask them what a co-op is, they just kind of, they just kind of look at you. So you're talking about that that particular space, though, right? Is that or no, 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 just no, in general? No, that space is now going to be smart and fine. Oh, okay, well, so well, the taxi driver is going to have to park somewhere else. Already. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so it's not, uh, and that's the thing with with a co-op. Uh, uh, we have to build consensus first, right? You know, and then we can start. Then we need a, 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 a marketing survey and business plan done, and and and, and incorporate as a co-op. And then once we do that, we can start sh selling shares in the co-op. Because one, you buy a share in a co-op like you would buy, uh, like almost like buying a share of stock, right? Okay. Or you buy into the market, and then there's a member. You have possibility of getting member dividends back in the in the years where the co-op is profitable. One member, one vote. You know, you can't buy. I'd say somebody can't come in and buy 500 shares of of, of this uh, of, of uh, you know member shares in the market. Right. We don't want to steal it like that with money. And so and so each, each person that buys one, and the share will probably be about so we're looking at right now about about two hundred dollars, maybe a little bit more. And once we get our marketing survey back, we'll know for sure on those figures. But uh, uh, once you know. So that's what we're looking at as far as the cost of a share. And uh, it's a lifetime. It's not a membership or anything like that. It's an ownership share. It's a lifetime uh, share. Yeah. Well, Steve, uh, I, I've known Steve. Uh, we were in a community garden together, and it turned out we lived about five houses down. <laughs> too. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you get involved? I was uh, looking at Next Door, which is something I, I look at occasionally, and there was this posting that said, I have this idea. What do you What do you think about a co-op? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody 
think this is a good idea. <laughs> a long time ago, I was went to school in UC Santa Barbara, which is in Isla Vista, and, and there's a co-op there, and I used to be a member, and it was a really pleasant thing. And I thought, oh, this is great. We should, this would be really good for this neighborhood. And um, so I've been trying to do what I can to help help it along. Um, we have a few people on the steering committee right now. We've put in quite a lot of here. Um, but we have a road. This is a process. And, um, there's some people are, why isn't it already built? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's true with anything now. You've got to have a million dollars and we'll do it next week. But we, we, have, we have to work up to that. Exactly. So um, that's what we're doing. And um, it's moving along really well. There's a lot of interest. When uh, when you tell people about this, and uh, you know, there's a certain certain kind of people. There's people who they look for you know all, all organic type stuff. Right. They shop it. You know, so there's a, you talk to people. I go to Whole Foods. I go to Trader Joe's. I go to Ralph's. Right. Um, how do you how do you how do you tell people about this? And, and how do uh, how do you sell people? I mean, what, are you looking for a specific demographic or do, do people? You said you've, you used to belong to one. Um, right. What interests you and what drew you in to, to say, you know, I want to invest in this and I want to be a part of this co-op? Well, one thing is <clears throat> we, myself and Long Beach Groves, really advocate for local grown food. Um, and this is something a lot of co-ops do. So when we go shopping and we go to Trader Joe's and everything's wrapped up in plastic and the spices are from Israel... Um, I just think, well, we could do a better job than that. So for demographics, we would love to have the Trader Joe's demographic come to us and get fresher stuff, we hope. We would like to carry bulk products so that people who care about the cost of their food can get really good organic stuff and not have to pay a fortune for it because this is eminently doable. Right. Um, we'd, we'd like to bring in people who want to pay $25 for a liter of olive oil. We'll carry that. Um, we, we'd like to serve everybody. Yeah. I, it sounds to me like, uh, it sounds like, you know, most farmer's markets are once a week. Right. Yeah, you got you know, okay. to plan for, for Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, whatever day of the week it is near you, oh. to go and get which, your fresh stuff there. To, right. you know, if, you, if you're buying it right for the amount of people you have, it's not going to last you to the next next exactly. week around. So it sounds like you're kind of, you, you. This is perfect for people who love farmers markets, right? Because you're going to get farmers market quality produce, but at a time whenever you it's more convenient for you. Right. Well, for me, it's like only the times I've been like on Sunday and it's late afternoon and we're kind of laying around the house and everything. And we realized, oh no, we didn't go to the farmers market. And I have a little kid; he loves strawberries. And like, if we don't get his strawberries, we're going to be in trouble. So I'm rushing down 2nd Street looking at my clock. I'm like, oh, I forgot to get cash, you know. It's like, oh, I got to hit the ATM. Boy, then I'm really rushing. I get there, and half the stuff is gone. Oh, we're all out of strawberries. I'm like, oh, no. You know, so that's the, you know. So you go, what's that Wednesday? There's one Wednesday. There's one Wednesday. Can he stretch it off to Wednesday? Like, oh, my goodness. You know, so it's just it's just that that thought, and, I, and the, most of the people that I've talked to, a lot of them, uh, they definitely enjoy the farmers market, but they understand that it's limited, 
Another thing that uh, that kind of really set things uh, home for me was when they shut down the Friday on downtown, mm -hmm. and uh, that was real blow to that to the, to the area, you know, the downtown area as far as people's access to uh, to a farmers market. So you know, so even though you know the farmers markets are are, are, are absolutely great, we need to have them, but we need to push past that as well for people to have access. So. A lot of people go, they, they tell me, they go for like four or five different stores mm -hmm. to shop. I did a little survey. That's one of the things. And everybody can actually go to the website and take that survey. It's a very short, like four, five, six questions. But, uh, and most people still shop at least three, sometimes four, sometimes five, sometimes six stores. So I'm going to Trader Joe's for my olive oil. I'm going to the farmer's market for my produce. I'm going to, you know, uh, 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 Sprouts for my bulk goods, for my you know uh, oatmeal, whatever. And uh, they're tired of driving all around Long Beach, and they want and the people that live in the center city here would like to have access to something that's close, you know, where they can go on you know Wednesday at nine o'clock in the evening and buy food for their family. And gonna, it's not going to be such an exclusive story, you know. Some co-ops, uh, like some people have the idea of a co-op. That's not our. That's not our idea is to make it, you know that type of exclusive store. We're gonna we're gonna push for access, you know, for people that don't have a lot of money, and we're gonna make sure that they we have low cost memberships for people that are that are uh, on uh, on limited incomes, or uh, we'll, we'll be able to take EBT, we'll be able to take SNAP. And we want to make it very welcoming for people to come in because we want people, you know, to, to, to even if you don't have a lot of money, to be able to put a nourishing meal on your on your on your table. And that goes for is also we want to have uh, classes, we can nutritional classes. So the co-op is more it's more than a market. It's a meeting place. It's a place where you can exchange ideas. It's a, it's kind of a, a, a philosophy. Know, where you're giving back to the community, you know, and uh, uh, so I think overall we're we're going to be able to, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be able to do some good. Those are the, and it kind of touched on to your your statement there. Kind of touched on my next question, uh, as far as what is a co-op? If anybody can shop there, what does the co-op membership actually provide? Okay, well the co-op that's a, that's a, that's an excellent question. The co-op membership provides you with. Uh, some control over the market, who's running it, you know, what type of pro what type of products there are in there, and also it uh, uh, allows you to uh, uh, have member discounts. Okay, so you go in the store, you have most co-ops are like this. Say, okay, this is member day, and you go in there and you got you know five ten percent off of whatever your purchases are. And if you shop there a lot, you can if you get five or ten percent off, you can pay. For a while, you're going to be paying for that two hundred dollars in your membership just by shopping, uh, just by shopping at the at the co-op a lot and, and, and getting your uh, uh, you know your discount. And also, in profitable years, because the thing about it is, well, the beautiful thing about a co-op is that there aren't any profits to squabble over. They have to be delineated. There's not that big profit margin. You're not nobody's going to become a billionaire, you know, or a millionaire from owning a co-op. Whatever is left over after everything, all the bills are paid, and we've done our community service, 
and we paid our employees well and given them you know a decent uh, living wage and we've uh, uh, provided for their benefits whatever's left after that we split okay you get a dividend and the dividend is based upon how much you shop at the store. That's like REI. <laughs> okay? Well, exactly. Exactly. That's like REI. Oh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> analogy. Uh, people are kind of, it's hard for people to kind of wrap their head around, you know, the co-op uh, idea. Right. But I told my son this the other day we were talking about it, and I was explaining to him, and it, this made light come on for him. I said, okay, a co-op, I mean, you know, Say is uh, Albertsons or Ralph's is Bank of America, okay? A co-op is the credit union, and the credit union is a co-op, okay? That's what it is. It's owned by the members. The members put the money in there to it. They get, you know, they they get benefits from it. They get loans. They get lower cost loans. They get, you know, you know. So there's a there's a definite benefit. But that's the kind of the correlation, you know. You, if you have a big corporate bank that's kind of unwieldy, you know, like the, especially our grocery stores now. Most people don't even know that uh, that uh, uh, Ralph's Fruit for Less is owned by Kroger, which is the second biggest retailer in the United States and the fifth biggest retailer in the world. That's how unwieldy this thing is as, as far as corporate. That's how far away your food is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Another question I have is, uh, uh, and I know different states have different rules and different laws and stuff like that, but I was listening to, uh, 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 I think it was one of my, <laughs> um, uh, uh, about six months to a year ago, and a woman was talking about. Uh, I think she's kind of a raw vegan type, uh, not vegan, but raw. And uh, she was talking about unpasteurized milk, and the only way that she was able to get it where where she lived was you couldn't get it at the grocery store or anything, but no. you could get it if you belonged to a co-op, and there was very specific guidelines mm -hmm. on how many people could belong to that co-op and how many how much they could take away with them and stuff like that. Um, does having a co-op here in California allow people to get things like that that you don't can't, can't normally they don't normally carry in a lot of the grocery stores that you got to kind of go to your own local farmer and make a deal with? I'm going to defer because <laughs> <laughs> he has more experience with farming and, and everything. He is an urban. The short answer is no. The, um, th there's a lot of restrictions on um, unpasteurized. There was a buyer's club called Robson's in Monaco, and it was made by the government. And all their stock was liquidated, and the kids were visited jail for a while. Um, California has one mechanism where you can get raw milk from a raw milk bin, and there's one in Fresno. So hopefully we can expand that. But you can't. sell raw milk from California, bacterial load has to be lower than pasteurized milk. So it's really, <laughs> you know it's safe. <laughs> but yeah, we hope to carry a lot of, you know, a lot of interesting things. There's just, there's some legal boundaries that you yeah. can't, you can't right. cross. Yeah, yeah, it's Bound by the law. Well, what's, I, what's I sort of... Take a break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're listening yeah. to Swoops World of Talk Show Radio Network. We're here with Damon Lawrence and Steve Passmore from uh, Long Beach Grocery Co-op. We're going to take a quick break. Listen to a little Steve Delamater. And this is called Park Walk. And be back after this. Mm -hmm. 
paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Look for a little ride. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. Hi, y'all. We're the Black Whiskey Union. My name's Britt. I'm Jim. Wessie. And you're listening to Swoop's World. It's one of our favorite radio stations, so keep listening, y'all. Whoopee.
Steve Passmore of L, uh, LB Grocery Co-op. Peter, you had a, a question. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was going to ask you before we went to the break is what sort of uh, size space are we talking here? Uh, how big are we looking at? You know, one thing that will be delineated in our uh, marketing survey and uh, business slash business plan was what size store they recommend for us. Uh, talking to the, uh, uh, the lady that's, that's, that's going to be doing our market survey, she said just she knows the area. Mm-hmm. She's from San Diego. She knows Long Beach. She says well, you're going to have to have a pretty good size store. Okay, so I'd say you probably say more than likely a medium sized grocery store. So something like the size of a Trader Joe's. Something like that size. Yes. Okay, that's a good. Maybe that's a, a little good bit size. larger, but uh, probably about the size of, of a Trader Joe's. And we'll be able to get a lot more stuff in there because we'll be on. On uh, one of our uh, ideas is to have a, a limited packaging. Right, right. So we'll be, you know, we'll be able to fit more stuff in. <laughs> well, I know it's early, but do you guys have you already started giving thought to where is yes. this going to be? Yes, we have. We, have, you know, I'm always, I, always scouting out properties because you do, you know, there's certain things that have to, you know, the markets have to have, it has to have parking. It's got to be. We can be creative with the building, but we can't be creative with, uh, you know, whether or not it has parking. I'd love to get like an old uh, warehouse or something like that and restore it on the inside and you know and have the co-op in there. I think that would be absolutely cool. And we could do something like that if we had parking. So we're just scouring the area, the Long Beach, uh, you know, downtown Alamitos Beach area, area in that area, just to find a, uh, a a good spot. You know, and actually, to be honest with you. Uh, once we get this going, and if the community really likes it, I don't see any reason why we could not have more than one store. As a matter of fact, a lot of uh, uh, municipalities that are about the size of Long Beach have, so even some people that are smaller have several stores, like in Albuquerque. Albuquerque has, uh, they have, uh, the La Manita Co-op has, I think, four stores. So they've got a really big, you know, saturation of co-ops in that store. So, I think we can, if it's an idea that people really like and it's a really a demand for it, uh, there is a mechanism to uh, expand the source stuff, but there is a mechanism that we can expand and have uh, more than one location. Very cool. You, you talked about <coughs> some of the steps that you're taking, uh, and, and, and you know, right now, the, you know, you set up the, uh, the Facebook page and, and the website and the email address and surveys and stuff like this. Um, Looking forward, uh, kind of a time frame, you think? Time I mean, frame? I mean, uh, best case scenario. Right. Best case scenario is uh, probably sometime early 2016. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, let me give you a, a – always give people a, a caveat, but uh, Pasadena is just starting to build out their store, uh, their co-op store. And um, uh, they started – the vision started in 2008. Took them that long to get it on board. That's why we're doing a lot of uh, <coughs> consumer education as to up front, so we can kind of get ahead of what's of what's going on. So it won't take us that long to sell our shares once we put them out there. So I think that that's that's going to be the key. You know, this is a very very uh, crucial point in our co-op development. This very initial point. This is like the starting of a business. This is the starting. This is the starting small for us. Right. Where we're getting in front of the people and telling them, hey, you know, this is this is the idea. This is what we want to do. This is what we want, are trying to bring to Long Beach. And we think that we've got a good enough saturation. Now we're going to try our first fundraising campaign. 
Okay. Uh, we uh, are going to team up with Rescue Recycle Reuse, mm -hmm. and that's a, a, a company. It's a nonprofit organization, and uh, what she came up with, Suzanne Titus, she came up with a, a, a bag, a grocery shopping bag that's made out of old coffee bags from you know coffee roasters and from coffee shops and stuff like that. She goes around and collects them. She has thousands of them. And she cuts them and has them sewn. And uh, in fact, I have an example of one of the bags. So it looks like this. Cool. It's very strong. You know, it's made yeah, out of used jute. To, used to have a few of those. And you know what it is? It's fully uh, biodegradable. Okay. So this will fully return back to the earth. Like I told her, I said this. I'm using it as a briefcase right now. That's where I got all my. That's where I got my laptop and all that stuff. <laughs> And what we're going to do is anybody that gives uh, a donation of $20, $25 or more, uh, we're going to uh, – they're going to get a bag, okay? And the bag is going to have the co-op label on it. And those bags are going to be, uh, gonna be uh, uh, valuable to that customer. When the co-op opens, if you come to the store and shop with that bag, you're going to get probably like a 3 to 5% discount on your purchase for probably the first year or so we'll run that special you know as an incentive and actually you'll end up by far paying for the bag that you had so we think it's it, it fits into our co-op model as far as sustainability that's where we want to be you know we don't want to be buying out plastic bags we don't want to you know we, we know that you know the plastic bag ban but this takes it to another level right because this bag is actually biodegradable it's a reuse of something that would have been thrown in the trash We've made something valuable out of it, and now, you know, we're able to possibly use something like that to fund uh, her co-op. And then the proceeds from it, from her end of it, goes to Alzheimer's, uh, uh, Alzheimer's uh, research and also uh, some other uh, uh, green uh, research as well. Um, another question. Uh, so one of the um, – we're hopeful that the, uh, the business plan, the marketing plan, is positive. And when it is, the first real business step after that is going to be to do the co-op incorporation. The co-op is a corporation, um, but it's also a type of a nonprofit. And California, a California food co-op is a very unique type of corporation. It's one of the few that's interconvertible with a 501c3. So it is, in every sense, a nonprofit operation, but it's not. A nonprofit, <laughs> in that it's designed to benefit the members. Um, the profit goes back to the members. Um, it's, it's run by the members. So I'm optimistic that by the beginning of the next year, we will have taken that step. Right. Yeah. Well, that's where. That's definitely where, where we're headed. We're trying to push to get that incorporation done by the beginning of next year, and start uh, and start being able to sell sell shares in the new market. My next question will be: uh, Is um, you know, you, you're talking about the co-op, uh, incorporate, incorporating and stuff like that and everything. Bottom line is you're, you're trying to do this within the city. Have you? And I know you've been before the city council and things and stuff like that. Have you tapped into any local politicians for support? Yeah, that's that's that's. Where did you say that? Because I was just thinking about that. It was just in my head. And here's the experience they had. And, and, this lady is a, is, a, is, a, is a super lady, I mean, uh, uh, Lena Gonzalez, you know, and uh, they, we did uh, endorse her uh, uh, 
on the co-op page and if anybody in the first district to vote for her if they if you know if they were interested in bringing a co-op because uh, early on uh, uh, one of the guys that been one of my mentors UW Farrell uh, from localism he took me to a, uh, a function okay and uh, uh, like a fundraising function and Lena Gonzalez is there and uh, he introduced me you know Lena Gonzalez is Damon Lawrence and she, she's running for a council in the first district and uh, he's thinking of you know he's got an idea of trying to bring a co-op to Long Beach well, we sat down and we talked about she sat down and talked to me about about 20 minutes about it and she was like this is a, you know this is a really good idea and you know I think that this is something that we can we can get behind and I'm like there's no at that point in time, I didn't feel, you know, I was like, this is just, I'm just learning, you know, basically what this is. But she took the time to, to, to talk to me. You know, and then uh, after, after I, I sent her a note and said, you know what, I think that, because uh, I wanted to, I wanted to ask her before we endorsed her. I said, do you, what, what, you know, what do you feel about this? You know, is this something that you want, would, would, you know, would want to put your name on or what? So I sent her a little note saying, hey, we're thinking about endorsing you. She called about five minutes later, and we sat down, you know, and had a conversation. She totally remembered the conversation that, that I had, that we had earlier. So I totally remember that conversation. And yes, you know, I, you know, I want to talk to you guys, you know, after the election, if, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm voted in, and we, if we need to sit down and, you know, and have a conversation about it. You know, and I know that uh, uh, Mayor, Mayor Alec Garcia has stated that he, you know, would be, you know, possible or want, want to look at bringing or would be favorable for bringing urban agriculture and and, uh, and something like a co-op to Long Beach. It'd be very favorable to it. So for us, the election was uh, was uh, was a pretty good barometer of that we do have some support uh, in uh, in the city hall. Don't yeah, forget, Lena won the first district. Yeah, that's it. She did. She did. <laughs> She's the, the first district uh, council person. So, uh, so you know, we'll we'll be talking with her and see if we can, you know, because because working with the city, this is a community thing, and the government needs to be involved with it as well. And we can all work together and try to make this thing happen. Because you know, Long Beach, we need a win. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need a win. We need something that that you know that brings uh, this community together. There's nothing more than that can do that than the commodity called food. Everybody eats it every day, you know. Hopefully, so there's no, there's uh, there's uh, no better thing you know, to work with uh, than food to take that profit that normally would goes to some big CEO somewhere in his big mansion, you know, and all his stockholders and everything like that. Uh, take some of that profit and and, and and put it back into the community. Co-ops are very much good for that, as far as putting, uh, being able to put back in the community. We give back to the community before we take our dividend. Yeah. One one other thing to mention is that we've been paying attention to the people who are interested in the co-op and who want to spend their time and energy, and it's a very wide demographic. It's not the young hippies. Right. It's everybody. So I think, I hope we can get everybody involved and um, make a store that everybody's comfortable with.
Yeah, I've checked out everybody on our, on our Facebook page. I guarantee you, I've checked out their profile. But I, I want to see. It's a, it's a rainbow of people, and they're just they're interested to see what it is. You know, I mean, they, they have some inkling of what it is, and and you know, and we're now trying to put it out there and trying to trying to uh, let people be able to make an educated decision on whether or not they want to uh, uh, you know go forward. But if we don't educate them, if we if they don't know what a co-op is, they don't know you know how it works and how it could benefit the community and everything like that, then they can't make an educated decision based upon that. Right. You know, so that's what we're here to do is to, to give people a chance, you know, a chance at developing something like this as a community. Nice. We uh, we try to cover a lot and, and uh, get all the information out there that you want to get out. Um, and, but is there anything that we have yet haven't yet touched on that you'd like to talk about? The, the uh, URL for the website is longreachgrocery.coop. It's a special um, domain. <laughs> special domain. Um, yeah. There's also a, a Facebook page. It's very active. Um, Long Beach Grocery Cooperative. Long Beach Grocery Cooperative. Uh, if those of you didn't uh, didn't catch that, if you're on Swoops World homepage there, you'll see where they are a guest tonight. If you click on that, and uh, there's a link. Uh, within the uh, within the blog, uh, that'll take you, I believe, to your website. Yes, right. Yes, it will. Right. It'll take it to the website. All right. So, uh, real quick, uh, like a quick review. Uh, at, at this point, uh, next next step is the fundraiser and and and, right. and, and the education process. Of right. Course. Exactly. What goes on and continues. He always say, learn, teach, repeat. That's what they teach us. <laughs> Saying co-op school, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as we're talking about, that's their that's their mantra: learn, teach, repeat. Learn, teach, repeat. You know, and that's what that's what we do. Just, uh, we get information, put it out there on our Facebook page. Try to teach the, the community about co-ops, and we urge other people once they get that information to pass it on. And yeah. we want to say too that there have been a lot of mentor Steve is is, is definitely one of them. You know, that's been uh, uh, with me mentoring me through. Kind of this process giving me uh, tidbits of information and stuff like that. But there's other ones, Long Beach Fresh, Tony D'Amico, and Ron Solovar, uh, people at uh, at the Green Prize Festival, you know, Barbie Solmars and Stella Ursula. They were very uh, 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 instrumental in getting us into that festival, and, uh, and we had a great time at that festival as well. Uh, 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 Cindy Goss who runs uh, the Southern California uh, Harvest, so-called Harvest, uh, where she goes around and picks fruit from people's you know, trees and uh, uh, gives it to, uh, uh, like, food banks. Mm -hmm. so, you know, fruit, fruit that would have normally been, you know, just falling, just falling off and, off and rotting. So there's a lot of things going on in this town about uh, local foods. I don't know that gardening uh, guys from Foodscape, and I worked with them, you know, so you know, when I thought about this, I wanted to see what kind of culture there was in Long Beach for doing this. What was the thing that was going on? I started plugging in all these different things that were going on and volunteering for them to see what, who, who were these people that were volunteering their time, picking people's fruit and, and everything. I actually had a really, a really good time doing it, you know, and it, it made me feel good that you were able to pick that much fruit. And after it got cleaned up, man, it looked like, Something you would definitely buy out of the grocery store, right? You know, and then they were giving it to a, a food bank so somebody, you know, so that somebody can uh, uh, get some fresh fruit and vegetables. 
And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's tremendous that she does, that she was able to do that. So just looking at people doing those type of things kind of uh, uh, pushed me along and said, you know, this is, this is something that's possible. Just looking at their example of cooperation. Right. Uh, well, very good, guys. I, uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming in. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, the best way. Oh, is uh, is through through email oh. through the email. Yeah, you, if you want to drop a line to us on, on, uh, through the email. and the email address again is uh, Long Beach Grocery Co-op at Gmail. Great. Well, Damon and Steve, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, good luck, man. I know it's a, it's a long process, and I know how hard these things can be, but uh, you know, yeah, stick with it. I got a lot of support, and I think it's going to be a wonderful thing. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. But listen to Swiss Radio Talk Story Radio Network. We're take a quick break and uh, come back. It'll be time for Brewskies, and this is uh, what do you want to hear, Peter? Uh, Give me a, a name. Oh, that, what's that name? Trinity song. You got it, man. <laughs> that would be that would be John yeah. Gannon, and uh, this is Trinity live, recorded live right here at Swoops Road. Back after this. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. Over camera in a row. 
outside of Arden, 1969 cab over camper where the laughter roared and the gym beam poured and we sat out underneath the stars with a cute hippie girl that fired out Mars and as we crawled into our sleeping bags she stripped down to her metal tags and we saw all her femininity and said thank you God for Trinity It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. You're up, buddy. All right. Well, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And, uh... Welcome to the best part of the show, the beer tasting part. Uh, here we go. We're going to be drinking one from Kern River Brewing. Uh, I don't believe we've had any of these uh, from this brewery before. Uh, this one tonight is just outstanding IPA. So hopefully the name, hopefully it lives up to the name. Here's what they have to say about their own brew. Named after a local mountain bike trail, this India Pale Ale has a large malt character and a huge hop profile. We dry hop this beer with Simcoe and Amarillo hops to give it that great floral aroma and citrus finish. If you like India Pale Ale, you'll find this one just outstanding. 6.8% alcohol. I don't have any IBUs here, but uh, hopefully it's a nice hoppy beverage for everybody to taste. All right, so there you go, everybody. Salud. Good luck to you guys over there. Long distance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we always start with our guests and uh, just tell us what you think. And whether you like it or don't like it, it doesn't matter. Just uh, your, your honest opinion on it. And uh, we'll start with you, Steve. I love the smell. <laughs> I like it too. I, I agree with you. It does seem a little, a little thin, but uh, I do, I do like the taste and the flavor. Timon? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it is hoppy, but it's got a unique hop profile compared to some of the other IPAs, like our standard go-to that right. we have here in studio every week. Um, but it definitely holds up. I didn't. I didn't go and uh, do the old swish and spit with water like <laughs> I have on occasion, and yet this does not fall flat in the face of of the, the standard here. Um, yeah, you know, we, we were talking on the break. This is a, this is a brewery that comes from a place that is near and dear to my heart. Um, comes from that sliver of life through the midst of all that god awful desert out there. Um, but yeah, I, I really am. I'm enjoying this one. Gotta say, here. I'm getting an odd tang that I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. That, it's an off, an off flavor for me. But the, my, the first taste, the first is good. I'm liking it. Uh, there's just something there. I'm, I quite, can't quite put a finger on, but it's, there's like a tang or something. Something that's not pleasing to you. Something not quite. So now I got a fruit fly. That's never good. That's probably what you had the first time. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's, it's a good brew. Uh, I just that little hang up there for me 
it's uh, for me. It's a good. It's a good tasting beer. Uh, it's not as hoppy as we, we're normally used to. Uh, am I getting a little maltiness in there too? Definitely a bit more malty than yeah. we, we normally get. Um, but I'm, I'm like with, with uh, Stephen uh, Damon over here. It's, it's a little on the thin side, especially for what we normally you were used to in it in the IPAs that we drink. But uh, it's it's a good beer. It's fine beer, and uh, I, I can live with it. Yep. yep. On a scale of one to ten, ten being best. Six from Steve. Yeah, I'm probably about to say about a six. Maybe a six, six and a half. Six, 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 six and a half. half. <laughs> 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 throw a half in there. Timo. <laughs> uh, I am a seven. And uh, I'm at a six and a half. And I'm at a seven. So there you go. T-Bone's crunching them. Give us a, 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 a 6.8. There you go. 6. On the scale. Well, uh, these guys, I, this is a good beer, and uh, I would definitely be willing to try some of their others. You know, sometimes you taste a beer and you're like, ah, I'm not going to drink anything else these guys do. I, I'm drinking this one going, I, I might try some of their others. And some of their others are uh, the Sequoia Red. You're going to try some of their others. I'm going to try some more of this one. But, uh, <laughs> the Isabella Blonde. Probably would skip that one. But the uh, Sequoia Red sounds good. They have a classic V Stout, 8.5%. That's a big... Yeah. This was a class class five stout. There is eight and a half percent alcohol. That's big for a stout. And uh, then it looks like they've got the plunge, which is a double IPA, and an XPA, which is just one of those made up things. So anyhow, they've got some other beers, uh, and then it looks like they do a seasonal beers, pumpkin ale, winter ale, and an anniversary ale. So uh, stuff to check out. These guys uh, definitely warrant uh, another taste. What are we with this beer? Uh, you know, it's big enough, but not so big. This could do – it's a little more variety, a little, a little more um, versatile than some of the other IPAs, which are just so big that you could really only go with the meats. Big, uh, this one, you know, it's not so big and hoppy. Uh, barbecue. Uh, he's he's going to go sweet with this. Uh, you know, something spicy, tangy uh, could go nicely. Um, but this could hold up to some of those bigger – uh, salads or wraps or those types of things too that uh, people like to do during the summer. So uh, definitely a, a decent beer. Nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, that's a good one, man. I think it, I think it worked out pretty good for us. There you have another edition of Brisky, sponsored by DrinkSupplyAndSpirits.com. That's Brisky. Tribute row from Long Beach to Hawaii in a sailboat oh, all by themselves. Not a sailboat, a rowboat, an ocean rowboat, rowboat all by themselves. And uh, get a chance to shake with them and see what's uh, what's been happening lately. Let's see who we're going to listen to here. They're way off the coast now, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, 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 moving, yeah. they're moving quite along. they got some got some good movement the last couple of days. So this is acidic. This is called Copper Man. Back up to this.
How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hi, I'm Angela Madsen, and I row across oceans, and I've really enjoyed being a guest here at Swoops World. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Don't block the into a new apartment come July 1st, oh. July, <laughs> nice. We're talking uh, the, the, down to the BS area there we're talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. we're going down to the shore, going to yeah. spend too much money, it's going to be a great time though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a nice place, man, I, I, I can't wait to have you guys check it out. Yeah, that's it's cool, cool, man, cool. Just one roommate? Just one time roommate. It's all good. Well, uh, as we wait for uh, a call from uh, Angela and Tara, uh, how about a little audible.com, Peter? Audible.com is... I don't know how you do that, man. That drives me crazy. Uh, <laughs> audible.com. Uh, go to the homepage of the Swoops World or uh, any of our pages. Up there you'll see a banner ad, and that will take you to what? What will take you to? Audible.com forward slash Swoops World. And when you get there... Audibletrial.com. Audibletrial.com forward slash Test! good! Yes, Why you have demonstrated final. paying attention in the last couple days. You're on a roll! Anyhow, you go there, uh, you'll get your first book for free. Uh, and uh, there is over 100,000 titles available. And a lot of great talent. 
yeah. out there reading. Have you started your? How's your your new uh, finished that sniper one. book? I finished that. Oh, one. you finished that? Finished wow, you're on a roll. Yeah, and, and I already picked out my next. Yeah. Next one is going to be the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh. uh, read, uh, and uh, narrated by uh, Stephen Fry. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, 42. 42. Yeah. That's it, man. That's a great book. You'll love That's a good one. That's fun. Well, cool. Anyhow, point is, there's lots and lots of great titles out there, you know, for when you're, uh, when you're well, riding. you always told me about the book, and, and actually, you, I kind of thumbed through yours one time, and I was like, That's right. That's right. I'm going to read this whole thing. So, uh, it's one of the things that I always wanted to go back and, and, uh-huh. and read, and, uh, and now I can just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun. And, uh, Stephen Fry, that's who do I know? That's that's a. Yeah, I think he's uh, kind of connected to Monty Python uh, somewhere. In there. He's, that he's sounds a, right. Kinda, uh, I know the name. He's a he's a comedian. He's a comedian. Okay. Uh, you know, from England, and, and sometimes there's some kind of connection there. I know when I when I hear his voice, I recognize it. Um, and uh, he's in that kind of circle. I don't think he's a part of Monty right. Python, but he's in that kind of circle there. Uh, so. Well, either way, Audible.com has tons of. Did those glasses, sunglasses? No, no. Those are some old ones I found today. Okay. Um, Audible.com has... Just can't see you wearing those, man. This is a gift, you know. <laughs> That's why it's in the garage. You know? <laughs> uh, anyhow, the uh, Audible.com. Tons of great books. 100,000 titles. Over 100,000 titles. Uh, lots of great talent. And, you know... Put them on while you're working out. Put them on. Put on those headphones. Drown out the kids. Uh, whenever you need to, just kind of get away. Uh, I've been enjoying it, and it's it's a bit of a, uh, you know, kind of an indulgence. You get to just sort of. It's I almost feel a little guilty because you're not actually reading. Yeah, it's like, but it's it's a nice thing, and I, like I don't like to do it all the time, but there are definitely times like like if I'm going to be in the car for a longer period, yeah. where I'm like, and and I don't feel like listening to music, and I never listen to talk radio. I'm like. Oh, that'd be fun. It's just sort of like a guilty pleasure. Um, anyhow, check it out. Lots of great uh, titles up there. You are in talk radio. <laughs> I know. I know. Eh. Go ahead. Go ahead and figure that one out. Uh, it's a cool thing. Check it out. And of course, if you do that, uh, use the trial. Then uh, uh, World will earn a few pennies along the way. Help us out. Uh, Audible. Trial. Trial. Dot com. Dot com forward slash Swoops World. Absolutely. Nice. I got it finally. DraftKings, man. All right. Well, DraftKings is the best way to get yourself involved in fantasy sports by just getting your toe in the waters. Um, right now, you can get on swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or click on the banner ad on the right side of the page. It says $20 million guaranteed. That tells you that these folks are not messing around. They pay out big money. So if you want to pay a little or just nothing at all, to make a whole heck of a lot, go to DraftKings, because when you go through Swoops World to get to DraftKings, you are getting a free entry into a big money giveaway, and when you get there, you might just have a good time while you're at it. Uh, It's like fantasy sports on a very short-term scale, and this would probably be a fun time for fantasy uh, college baseball, because we got some big things going on right now. Uh, this could be an interesting time for fantasy major league baseball because some of the guys. Who what about, are what about well, World Cup? Do they do World Cup? They probably do. You yeah, know, I haven't they, checked. They do, yet. they do them all, man. They do them all. Yeah. Yeah. I, these Starts folks tomorrow. Are, these folks are addicted to all sorts of it. So if you Croatia, find yourself in the same boat, get on to swoopsworld.com/draftkings or click on that banner on the right side. 
It says twenty million guaranteed, and they ain't lying. They like to just twenty give away million. Money. <laughs> they like to spend that money, man. <laughs> <laughs> and for all your fitness needs, contact our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rowworks, R O W O R X. He's got indoor rowing, personal training, boot camp, much, much more. Uh, you know, one thing about Jack is uh, he specializes now in uh, triathlons, and he just got back from uh, how do you pronounce it? Karen's, Karen's, Karen's. C A R I N S. I think it's Cairns. Cairns. Anyway, uh, he did real well there. Sure I think he was. Uh, he was. He finished. Something like seventieth in his category or something like that. And uh, and um, what was it about uh, three hundred seventy-five overall, three hundred fifty overall, and it's like two thousand people competing or something along those lines. Um, so he uh, he's he's uh, doing some specialized training for people. Uh, interested in uh, triathlon and, and things like that, and, and he's been doing. He's been winning a lot, uh, and he, he competes a lot. So check him out for all your fitness needs. Go to Rowworks www.rowrx.com, or uh, located at fifty seven fifty Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach, or you can give him a call at five six two six eight eight seventeen sixteen. Let him know the Swoops World sent you, and your first week is free. But up, but up, up. Coming up uh, a little bit later, we're going to have Anthony Davis calling in, and we're going to talk to him. I, I wish I could have flip-flopped him. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there might be time on time by the, by the moon or something, and we could be all off. You know, what else have they got to do out there? Uh, in the middle of the ocean. Uh, they're a row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well, we're talking to AD about, about some sports stuff and stuff. Uh, but uh, in the meantime... Um, I know that uh, we were talking earlier about the hockey game and stuff. Yep. And I got some little – you know in football, how uh, they have that camera that's on that wire that goes yeah. around the center of the field? They need that in hockey, man, because the near boards, you can't ever see what's going on on near boards. kind of pisses me off a little bit because uh, there's a lot of good action happening down there, and, and, you, and you, you don't get to see any of that, man. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be awesome. I just I don't think that that current system would be able to follow the puck at all. Oh, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's, it's nearly fast, fast right. enough. Yeah. Um, but that would be awesome when they when they get it fine tuned a little more. Granted, the the hockey rink and the arena in general are much smaller scale than a football but stadium. They have all the cameras on the one side. Why don't they put some other cameras on the other side and just have some guy sitting there going, "Camera B, camera B, someone here can see." <laughs> you know what I mean? So we can see the the, the, the action on the near board because that that's the kind of thing. And, and, uh, uh, go ahead. Well, I I think that you know for that to happen. We've got to have a, a network broadcasting hockey that doesn't have their head up their ass. <laughs> the, the fact that you said take it away from NBC. The, yeah, the <laughs> fact that so much of the playoffs, including some of these finals games, are on NBC Sports. Welcome to Swoops World. Hello. Hey, How are you? This is uh, How are you doing? Hi. Wow. Well, hey, did you see that full moon tonight? It was stunning. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't because we've been inside since the sun went down. But uh, we we were just mentioning that you were probably uh, enjoying the moonlight, so uh, we were we were spot on. Well, it's in the clouds now, so we did have a really stunning sunset and a really really stunning like full moon out at the same time as the sun was going down, which is really cool because it's been a long time since we've seen the sun <laughs> and. It, Tara, like, she said, look up there, look up there, see what that is. What is that? And it's like, that's the sun. Like, you know, we should never look right into the sun. 
But yeah, it was there, and it was it was cool tonight because we haven't seen the sun in a long time, or the moon really. So it's just been all cloudy and gray. So we were listening to audiobooks, audiblebooks.com. We were listening to Fifty Shades of Gray. Wow. I don't know that's a, bo- just, that's a book you should listen to out there. That's, that's... Yeah, we're really not into that. So, no. <laughs> no. so you need to. We didn't no. make do that. Yeah, I hope so. you took advantage of the the Soup's World trial when you did that. The Audible dot com. Oh, oh no! Um, oh. I, I, think, oh. I haven't used that yet. I'm going to use that when I get. Home. <laughs> I didn't even have time to load any new music on my iPod. It was like, okay, we're going. It's like I got this to do, that to do, this to do, that to do. I'm going to go to Swoops World tonight, so I can't do my job then. I got to go. I got to go to Swoops World. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been stocking my iPod with new music for you know for Swoops World because that's what's important to me. You little doesn't want a little butt kissing right there, is there? No, hey, you got your beeper like button because you been a long, long twenty-two days. <laughs> well, I need that beeper you, button. You've had some, you've had some, uh, some, some weather, weather issues uh, last week and stuff, and but it looks like you're. Uh, we're looking at the map here. It looks like you're uh, headed due west now. And things are going, going better. Yeah, yeah, we've been able to row west, but not at the speed we like. The conditions are still against us. They're just against us lightly. <laughs> So that's what he's like our weather guys. It's a it's a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> breeze. It's like what the fuck? This ain't no breeze. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's what are you implying, man? Definition of breeze. Yeah. Clearly, it's not what our definition is or what we've got here. So. But, yeah, we're able to move west in it, and I think we're probably doing, what, 20 or 30 miles, you know, where we want to be making 50 and 70. We're only making 20 and 30, so. Yeah. It's a slow grind, but we're doing it. Yeah. Cool. Have you, so, have you at least to get to you? things are drier, and the things are drier, the sea stays calmer. You know, we're rowing naked now. Nice. So we're more comfortable. <laughs> Is that when you started listening to the, the Fifty Shades of Grey? Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I know that from experience, anybody that spends enough time close enough to Mexico... But uh, I'm sorry to tell you, it's yeah. not doing anything for Tar either. It's <laughs> like, us. Uh, we just wondered what all the hype was about, you know, that when that book came out. It's like, what are you doing reading Fifty Shades of Grey? What are you doing? Oh, reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And then all this buzz about this book, and it's like, no, no, it's just not us. I, you know, it's interesting. But, I actually heard it was a poorly written book. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't the know. First one. It was okay. You know. There's more than one. There's three, three apparently. Three, the first one is Twenty Five Shades. And, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> My wife read all three. I read the first one because <laughs> yeah, okay. she insisted well, we to read the first one, so I did. Yeah, right. we've seen like hundreds of shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> you had posted something, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that you were hoping to be able to get back to uh, 24 hours of rowing. Have you been, were you able to get there yet? Oh, yeah, we're, we're already doing that. As soon as we got off that, that one last drift on Sea Anchor when the wind eased up to a breeze, yeah, um, yeah we started rowing two hours on, two hours off wow. through the night. 
and uh, all that. We've done it for a couple of days now, so we're getting getting used to that schedule again. How, and, long, uh, how long has it been since you've seen land? Well, since we've seen land? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Tara's been having some interesting dreams. I think maybe she's been seeing sleep or something. I don't know. I thought she was going to walk off the boat and go to a public restroom about an hour ago, but I don't know. <laughs> I got to keep an eye on that woman. You got to put a little leash on her. <laughs> a transponder. Yeah. It's like, attach that tether to your leg right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell the sun what what little bit of sun you've seen lately has done you a lot of good. <laughs> I mean, you, it sounds like you're enjoying yourself at the moment. That's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. And a sure little bit of sun has been great. Smack me with your oar, you probably would, but you sound like you're having a good time right now, so that's good. But we've been able to um, we've been able to do some laundry and to wash ourselves. So yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah so, you know, when, I do, when I do that stuff Wait. once a month, I feel great. <laughs> Yeah, after 22 days of not washing your hair, shaving, shaving, shampooing, you know, it's like, yeah. Finally, it's like pulling a big cork and saying, okay, you can do all this today only. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't know don't what to Don't take your time about it either. Get it done. That's right. Get it done while you can because you don't know what tomorrow's bringing. <laughs> so, we allegedly know that the same people that told us what tomorrow's bringing called it a breeze. So... <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust anything and go by the Swoops World Guide of Expectations. Right. Tell you guys, you guys are right on. <laughs> <laughs> Hope for the best, expect the worst. Any interesting sea creatures lately? Um, sea creatures, we've had a lot of dolphins by the boat. And it's kind of spooky when they come up by the boat at night. You know, you hear them splashing and, you know, it's like, you know, you hope they're not something else. Yeah, but we, we saw some dolphins doing the flipper thing, the move where a flipper comes out of the water and swims backwards with his tail, like, standing out of the water. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. They were, like, showing up. Yeah, they were doing tricks. And it's like, yeah, what are those dolphins doing? It's like, that's X-rated. Fifty Shades yeah, of Grey. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should never have played Fifty Shades of Grey around those dolphins. That's what it was. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, you posted the other day you were playing Name That too. That, I, I, that, 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 that game is near and dear to my heart because I actually, I think I told you, I, I auditioned for that uh, when I was a, young, a youngster. <laughs> I didn't get on. Wee lad. It was, uh, it, it was yeah, a we were playing Kazoos. She made me do Name That Tune with Kazoos. <laughs> She has this little evil laugh, man. I don't know. Who, who brought but, the kazoos? Yeah. Oh, she brought the kazoos. Yeah. And are all of People... said kazoos still on board, or have any of them been thrown into the ocean at this point? <laughs> Lost no, they're, they're still hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Julie McCoy, the cruise director, right now, this minute. But a little while ago, a little while ago, she was Gilligan. <laughs> You know, you guys get out, they, they went on a three-hour three cruise, and they were gone for how long? Uh, ten years, I think. <laughs> Several seasons. Several, Several seasons. seasons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Skipper and then the whole, the whole, uh, the whole drink. Don't forget the howls. Well, so, uh, yeah, I haven't figured out who I am yet in the order of those things. 
MacGyver was not in that show. No, MacGyver was not. <laughs> have you had to have you had the, the MacGyver anything uh, yet? Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah. We've broken this like um we had a knockdown, got knocked over by a wave. Tara got knocked off the rowing seat and into the upright stanchion, so the whole oar thing, like the whole boat cracked and the gunnel started coming apart and we've got we've got everything like all tied up with rope and configured and it's all held together and you know we were gonna when it got dry and nice we were gonna slap some cement kind of epoxy kind of underwater going off stuff on there and kind of glue it back together and we've had to you know seat wheels and stuff like that are falling apart and i probably didn't bring enough spares hope debbie's not listening because she told me so Yeah, so I'll probably have to MacGyver something with that pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and that's the way it, it is. I mean, the waves and the power of the ocean, it just knocks you for a loop sometimes. So like I said, we've been knocked down and, uh, it comes back up. So, so do we. But yeah, we're we're really dying to get some better better weather to see how this boat's doing. It's there's we both rode different ocean boats, and for the breeze that we've been going against, we've been making remarkable progress. So this is a damn good boat, really, yeah. for what it's been able to do in the conditions it's done it in. So, pretty happy with that. Once we get some tailwinds and some following seas, you know, happy glittery, fanciful dancing unicorns following us, and you know, to go with those, you know, the to go with those dolphins. Yeah, yeah, that that was really something. I mean, they were jumping high out of the water and flipping and That's doing cool. flippies and, and the stand-up backwards thing, you know, this woman standing on the water with their tail, that was pretty cool. You sure there so, wasn't like a Hollywood crew nearby? <laughs> filming the yeah, sequel to Flipper or something like that? I don't know. I think they would have chosen a sunnier date or place to do it, but... Yeah, and we, you know, we see big container ships, and, and uh, Tara's really keen to talk to him on the radio, so he's been having some conversations with, with container ships, you know. Where are you going? What are you shipping? This <laughs> 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 is a whole routine, this whole questioning thing. And they're like, uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know, I think we're going to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, we had a few more days to get our story straight. <laughs> 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 where are we going? <laughs> where are you going? You're on the rubber. Can, can you see us yet? Can you see us yet? We're the naked women rowing with the boat. <laughs> also, you see the It's got laundry hanging all over it. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. Well, it sounds like yeah, you're still so, a blast. That's a good sign. Yeah, it, it's been really good. We get on great, and it's 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 been good. For as hard as it is, it's, it's sure been a lot of fun, too. But, you know, that that comes with, you know, having a good person to row with and and everything else. So, good, good, good call my partner Debbie made when she said, row with Tara. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good choice. Yeah, well, it sounds like it sounds like a good choice, and it sounds like, like I was saying, it sounds like you you guys are still having fun out there, and uh, and uh, when weather uh, weather permitting, you guys are gonna are you how far are you still relatively on schedule? You think, or do you have a lot of time to make up? Oh, once we're there, 
Well, if we keep getting delayed for weather and not making the time that we have, I mean, Debbie might be gone back home by the time we even get there. <laughs> we'll be rowing in the after she leaves. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, no, hopefully, with the if we get the conditions turned around and get some get out into the trades in the westerly current. Um, we should start looking at 70 to anywhere from 70 to 100 mile days. Nice. nice. As opposed to these 20 and 30 mile flogs. It's it's always interesting I mean, to, to see uh, to see your your speed when we click on the uh, on the website. You know, some places you really yeah, how do you like that? I've been doing sprints just to bring the average up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I saw, I saw you at three miles an hour earlier today, I believe. Yes. Yeah. All good. I think we're losing. I think we lost him. I think we lost him. Hello? Damn dolphins. <laughs> well, that was... Uh, yep. Uh, yep, we did lose It's official. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> Angela Madsen, and uh, she's out rolling with uh, Tara Remington. And uh, where are they at? People are they're in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, I mean, man, how many <laughs> hundreds of miles? It tells you how many um, Somewhere it shows you how many miles they've they, they I mean, it gives you a latitude, longitude, but I don't see an actual... Let's see if I hit the locate button. No, I don't want to do that. Um, they're, you know, they're out there. Uh, I don't have a... Doesn't, this, what I have here doesn't show them exactly. They're moving 1.2 miles an hour. They're heading west-southwest, and they're definitely... They're out off of the southern... Southern end of Baja. Yeah. All right. Uh, and they, uh, they're, while before we've been seeing, they've been really mostly heading south. They're now actually heading west. There you go. There you are. <laughs> yeah, I guess we lost you. <laughs> Damn satellite. <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah. Like I'm glad we're able to have these little chats because you know I sure do miss you guys. Wow, wow! It's it's nice to it's nice to have have a chance to chat with you and uh, and uh, it's it's always good to hear your voices and uh, we do miss we do miss having you guys in studio mm -hmm. and and uh, seeing you here having a beer with us. You know, we had a beer you know just in your honor here a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, you bastard! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beer we might have time. another one real soon. Oh, <laughs> uh, cruelty! Oh, the cruelty! <laughs> Oh, the humanity. The horror. <laughs> got it, you got to pack more of that freeze-dried beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that tastes like, but it would it'd still be worth it. Yeah, I didn't pack anything good. I had a little bottle of rum, but it, mm. I, I looked, and it actually got cracked, and it oh. leaked out. And, oh, the halfway oh, point man. bottle. I'd turn around gone. at that point. <laughs> I would be like, why is the rum all? I'm going home. What kind of home. pirate are you? I'm going home. <laughs> I know. You know, I felt like a bit of a pirate today. There was this glass bottle floating on the water. It was about 20 feet, 30 feet away from my boat. I went, I'm going off course. I'm going to go for that bottle because it might have rum in it. And it was like, Bill, like a pirate. It's like, and then maybe it's like, maybe you'll have a message in it and be romantic yeah. or a note or something. And I, you know, it's like I went over and I looked at it and it's like, nah, it ain't got nothing in it. And it's like, man, it's just litter. It's just trash. Yeah, so. Exactly. Well, so I kept We did actually see, I saw quite a bit of trash today. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's, it was a little disappointing seeing floating water bottles and glass bottles and bottles and 
But I haven't come across the big trash island yet. Is that between yeah. you and Hawaii, or is that on the other side? I think that's up um, north. Yeah. I don't think I'll see that on the way to Hawaii. I never see it on the airplane flying over. But, of course, I never see the the 20-foot waves either. <laughs> oh. And you know they're there. Oh. Or that breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how's Tara doing? We know Tara was getting the. She was having some more bouts of seasickness. Is she? Uh, she all back up right now? Oh no, man! She chucked up. Um, I made soup. <laughs> Day is chucking up. We got sick again today. But it's not. She's not near as sick as she was. Oh my God! It sounds like she's her insides are coming out, or it's like something's gonna pop out of her head or something. <laughs> She's got that spew bucket, man. Look out. <laughs> 50 Shades of Grey. That sounds like she's about 50 Shades of Green. <laughs> now, does she only puke when you make dinner? <laughs> <laughs> well, I make the food, yeah. That's what's making her sick. <laughs> yeah, it's, my, it's my cooking. Yeah, my, just wondering. It's you know, properly Nissan noodles. could be a coincidence. <laughs> Actually, she's on the mac and cheese now, so it's all good. <laughs> good. It's just she spent too much time on the one thing. You just got to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know any time we're going to fly over an ocean now, Deb's not going to let me sit by the window seat ever again. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, I know that spot. I was right there. No, what she's going to say is, I haven't done that spot. I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Deb's I think Deb's about over it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the handlebar grip tape, by the way. Oh, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you had it. I hope it's working out fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I gotta have some way to keep this woman in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't lose her. <laughs> No, I don't plan on losing her. Uh, That's, you know, that little cloud over there is not a public restroom. <laughs> we haven't gone mad yet, but, you know, it's coming, I think. <laughs> She's so static today because she didn't know we brought all these pretzels. Like, them here with me all these pretzel packs for her, and I loaded them in the boat. And so she's going to get a meal pack out. Rice pudding she was looking for, and she found all these pretzels. I swear, it was like sunshine for like a happy unicorn's dance for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's over pretzels. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> it's the little things that make the difference. Excitement of the day. Exactly. Yeah, those little things are important. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So we've got, you know, these rainbow beanie hats with uh, with tassels like a, I don't know what they are, but I don't know. It's fun. I thought she was going to say And, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool for Rowan. So we've got all these warm little hat fuzzy things. And well, you have, I don't know. You have the little fuzzy, uh, the little fuzzy shoe things here. Yeah, the slippers are working out great. Yeah. We actually took them out of the growing for a while and then uh, put them back in today. The little fuzzy slippers because, yeah. you know, 
I got my princess little ass cushion thing that I had to make because <laughs> I didn't have enough cushion. <laughs> so we put the slippers back, and now I've got my little happy cushion, too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wait, you, all, you know what? I, uh, we, uh, we, we got another guest coming up, and now we're going to have to cut you a little short, which I, I hate because we missed you last week, and we, we, were, we were really bummed last week when we, we missed your call, and, uh, but we're happy that you actually had a chance to call us back in this week, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again next week. Yeah, yeah, it's always great to check in with you guys. I love you guys. I love yeah. you too, and you guys uh, stay safe and, and uh, continue having fun. Tell Tara how we, uh, we said hello, and uh, hopefully we'll chat with her next week. And uh, we're keeping track of her uh, her all blacks, but uh, don't quiz us on it. <laughs> keeping track of blacks, all right. Hey, you, you need proof of life this time? <laughs> <laughs> we can hear her in the background, but we'll, we'll say hey, we we got time to say hello. Yeah, she said, did you see that they kicked England's ass? Uh, there's something on here that says something like that. It says, uh, actually, it says versus England. View the day live. View the match live. All right. Mm. So that made her happy. All right. <laughs> Good enough. Well, we'll we'll talk with you guys next week. Same time, same bat channel. Yep. Awesome. Sure. All right. <laughs> Take care. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks, Bye, Angela. Bye, Tom. All right. Bye. Right, right here. The Talkstar Radio Network. We had a chance to talk to Angela Madsen and uh, Tara Remington. Uh, It's out there in the middle of the ocean, and they're paddling, uh, rowing. I should say paddling, rowing. uh, You know, from here to Hawaii. So we're looking forward to uh, talking to them again next week. We got Anthony Davis uh, standing by, and I take a quick break, and be back with AD. Back, shorty, too thick. <laughs> I 
Got a pause for that photo Anything is good, hold it down for that promo <laughs> Now bring it back, love me long time Now bring it back, I want it long time I think this girl, she's the right one Mrs. Photogenic, hold it down with a Nikon to be a teacher when you were little but as you grew up things changed teaching just didn't seem like the best option anymore so you decided to become something else but what would your 12 year old self say interesting and innovative things are happening in teaching today so it's time to put it back on your list don't try to convince yourself otherwise you had it right the first time find out how you can make more at teach.org make more teach brought to you by teach and the ad council Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you, and your iPhone is now the... And hello, welcome AD Swoops in a uh, moment, but uh, welcome AD Anthony Davis to the show. How are you doing, AD? Doing fine. How are you guys tonight? Good, we're good. So uh, this is Peter talking. You never, I'm, I'm the guy that never talks, but uh... <laughs> yeah, Peter, you never say a word. I know, I know. You know, I'm the quiet, silent type. You know how it is. It's okay. always got to be one of those in the group. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure when I'm not around, you're running your mouth too. You know it. You know it. Right. <laughs> so tell us uh, what's what's new. What's uh, what do you? Swoop said you had something ready for us tonight, but then he got some sort of emergency phone call. So we don't know what, what it is uh, you were going to uh, surprise us with. Well, I'm just going to say hello to some people at uh, the Tilted Kilt. You know, I, I gave it to him, and uh, there's a woman by the name of Bianca, and there's another one by the name of Ashley, and another one called Leela. And I'm going to make a shout-out to it because I did a lot of signings there at the Tilted Kilt in the city of Orange. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, there's a guy that works with the Raiders who, you know, has guys like myself, Cliff Branch, some of the old Raiders, some of the old Rams, go out there and we do autograph shows in the fall. 
So I was out there visiting them, and I told them I'll give them a, a nice little shout-out. Excellent. And then also, too, you know, I've, I've been getting calls on. You know, I get calls all the time about, you know, the, the basketball stuff, the NBA, with Sterling and stuff like that, and how it's, how it's still being clogged. The, the world is the rug. The, the road is still being clogged by his, his antics and stuff like that. And, I, and then the thing I was talking about was the fact that the NBA's got to do something with that because it's tarnishing the league and the name and everything else. And then also people talk to me and ask, what do you think about the $2 billion sale? I said, well, if they can get it, but I think it messes up the, the rest of the value of the team because no one's going to pay $2 billion for the team. And there's no pedigree behind the $2 billion. But, you know, if, they can get, if you can get that, great. If I got that kind of money off me for a team that's not even worth it, never won an NBA title, I would take the money and run to the hills. But so, for some reason, he still wants to block it. Well, I think what, I think what he wants to do is uh, he doesn't want to pay that fine, and he doesn't want to be banned for life. And and furthermore, the guy has anytime he's been involved in anything, he's fought it tooth and nail to the bitter end. So he's Donald Sterling is just being Donald Sterling. I don't think there's any anything different about that. But uh, I think if if the commissioner was smart, he'd wait. He'd get rid of the fine. Big deal if he if, if he shows up at somebody's game, he's got to buy a ticket, whatever. He's going to sit in the stands. Nobody's going to uh, treat him with any kind of respect. So why ban him from the, all the games from life? This, the team's been sold. Let that go through. Why spend all this money fighting? Make the guy go away. If you if you just if you, if you wave those two things, he's going to go away. I don't think he's going to show up at too many games anyway. Well, first of all, I mean, you know, I mean, first of all, if I were him, I wouldn't show up to a game. I would fear for my safety. Right. <laughs> You know, and then you know, there's always some pox shot or some nut out there to take a to, to, And you know how things are today. You know, some guy will look for his 15 seconds of fame, and then they try to do something to him. That's number one I would think about. And, and you know, some well, why not? Let him go buy a ticket, and then let him come around. You know, nobody's going to accept him. You know, he's banned without even banning him. Right. Where, where, where can he go anywhere? Have getting the favorable attention and stuff. Matter of fact, he'll probably get cussed up and down, and somebody might take a shot at him, a swing at him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's somebody, that's my that's my point. Why why is the commissioner standing tall on these two things when all he has to do is say, "Dude, drop the suit. We'll waive the we'll waive the fine, and we'll, you're, you're not banned for life. Show up at show up at some game wherever you want to show up, and buy a ticket and have at it." So you can buy a ticket. You can buy a floor ticket if you want. And take a shot of somebody throwing some beer on you, spitting on you, slapping you, whatever. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? I mean, you know, what I would think, like I would, tell, like I would think, hey, listen, I would worry about the insult. Not only been in an arena, this man can't go to a restaurant. I mean, he's a pariah everywhere he goes. I mean, like, like all the surveys say, he's probably the most hated guy in America. I mean, for you. But, but like I've always said, that for every Donald Sterling, there's another 100,000 of them out there. And only thing is they and the only thing they think in just the same way as he's thinking. He just he just said it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you folks. He just said it. But there's a lot of people think like him. Some things just don't change. You know, we're better now as a society, but some things don't change. And so so he's the old guard anyway. But uh all I'm saying is that it's been a lot of stuff talk about that today. I've dealt with and heard. Then I've heard about you heard about the NHL and how it's was a one sided thing and and uh, why a lot of the viewerships are not, not, not high. But, and then all of a sudden, you got a lot of front runners with, uh, with the Kings being, in the, being in, the, in the Stanley Cup and stuff. And uh, some people are talking about, well, it's, it's, it's a one-sided uh, game. It's, there's not integrated people in the game. That's why you don't have a big following. I mean, you have a, a following, but you don't have the kind of following you have in the NBA 
for Major League Baseball or football because it's because it's a predominantly white league. I mean, you got two or three, you know, three or four. I don't know how many you got in the NHL, which got five altogether, five, five ball players, four or five black ball players in the league. I haven't got a clue how many there anymore. Well, put it this way. It's not more than ten. <laughs> okay? And, 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 and brothers just don't play hockey. And in and, 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 and North America, probably the ones, the game is really created in Canada. And I don't know if you want to take either Canada or Russia or whatever with the best hockey players in the world, but that's up there. It's a predominantly white nation. I mean, you have immigrants up there, but blacks don't play hockey. You know, so uh, that's one of the things that, that, that was said. I said, well, look, and I told the people, I said, listen, they don't play hockey. Now, there's been some, there's been some racial slurs thrown at the ones in the league by throwing bananas on the court and, and, and making statements and stuff like that. But they need to clean their act up there in the NHL, too, if that's going on. That's the reason why you don't have a big problem because, A, number one, a lot of people don't understand hockey in this country. There's some do that most don't. I mean, I couldn't tell you the first thing about all I see is a hockey stick and a puck. That's all I know. I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. I wouldn't even know how to start a game off. That's, you know what I mean? And I've only been to one hockey game. I've only been to two hockey games in my life. With Jerry Buss on the Kings, and I got invited out to a, to a Ducks game. And I still didn't have a clue. The only thing I understood there is, well, I was, the only thing I understood there is me sipping on a Coke. That's all I understood. <laughs> Well, I think it's it, 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 a lot of a lot of it has to do with geography. I think uh, I've had a lot of friends from the East Coast who played hockey, grew up playing hockey, knew a lot about hockey, uh, much more than a lot of friends I have that grew up on the West Coast. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I, th- I think a lot of that has to do with geography because you know. Well, that's done, true. You, you take so much you, you take the, the SoCal. You talk. You talking about the southern part of the country or the. Or... West Coast part of the country, or the you know the southeast of the country, they don't know the hockey. But the northern part of the country, when you're getting close to the Canadian border, they know it. You know, you go across, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota. You know, all all the border states up there, they all play hockey. You see what I'm saying? They all know understand it better. From demographically, when you go to southern, the, 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 the further south you go in the country, in in, in the continent. You don't even you don't you don't understand it. Close to Canada, you get it. Unless you're just a diehard hockey fan anywhere in the country, you understand. But most people don't get it. I think you don't that, understand it. I think what happens a lot is uh, with with a lot of sports and, and a lot of things. Like you know, when I grew up, it wasn't uh, a lot of there weren't a lot of people that I grew up with that played soccer. Uh, but all of our kids played soccer. I think you know it, it, things like that. Will you know, evolve over time, and I think that's the same thing that you'll see with hockey. I mean, there's like a, a couple of hockey rinks around here, and and uh, if you walk into them any given day, they're packed. They're packed with kids uh, playing uh, uh, ice hockey, and, and there's a couple of ice uh, roller roller hockey rinks nearby, and I, I see those on the weekend, just full of kids. So I think over time, and you know, we're talking, you know, over the next 15, 20 years, you'll see more kids from uh, this area that are involved in, on a professional level. Well, they better get them skating rings up there. They better get a serious marketing plan out there, you know, and, and go to, go to South Central. I mean, you know, I mean, and, and go to East St. Louis or go to East Oakland, you know, going to Philadelphia, or going to sort of Florida, down in Miami, Texas, and Louisiana, <laughs> <laughs> you know, start doing it, you know. So, uh, uh, so 
that's one of the things. Those are some of the issues that, that we talked. I talked about this week and stuff about you know the hockey and the Sterling situation. And, and uh, then of course you know uh, people are asking me about USC and what they what's going on. Of course that's my school and. And I just said, listen, you know, I'm just a peerless. I'm the guy that's going to tell you the way it is. Uh, the jury's still out on what SC's going to do in my projections. And I just believe that uh, we'll wait and see. Sark's coming in. And I tell people it's academic. It's, it's not the physicality and size of the team and, and the best athletes. It's, what, it's the learning curve that they have to do. The systems, they, they went from one system to another. So uh, once they get the quarterback in place, and I don't know who the starting quarterback is projected to be coming up, but it's going to start with that. And then, and on paper, you look on paper, you look at okay, Stanford's strong again, Oregon's strong again. Of course, right here in hometown, the UCLA is going to be really strong. In the Southern Division, that's who they have to be. And then you got to worry about Arizona State. But the, but 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 mainly is that who's going to be your quarterback? What are you projected to do in this season coming up? And what kind of system he's going? I know he's probably going to run a spread offense, just like he did up there at Washington. But you know, the thing is, the learning curve. That's what I look at. As a, as an alumni and, and someone who uh, not just alumni, but um, someone who was uh, pro- uh, you know prominent in this sport on the field at that school, uh, at that university, how important is it? Uh, not necessarily the overall record, but the uh, record against specific teams, specifically U.S. Uh, UCLA. And Notre Dame, uh, does uh, if he if he if he wins every other game and loses to UCLA and, and Notre Dame, uh, is there a smudge on him uh, from the alumni association? And if he if he loses all the other games and wins those two games, uh, do they look do they look better at him? I mean, how important are those two uh, those two games? Put it this way: if you win both of those games, that's great. But if you beat both win both of those games, I mean, you're kicking everybody else behind too. <laughs> but if you but if you just beat them, that don't that don't sound right. Because okay, how could you beat UCLA with the powerhouse they are now? And how could you beat uh, Notre Dame with their see both these teams' systems are in play? Okay, but you gonna lose to Utah or the Arizona schools? Or you gonna lose to Oregon State or whatever you're playing in Berkeley and Cal? And you beat those two? No, you got to beat everybody and beat them. Or you got to have a tough game against Stanford, maybe lose. Have a tough game, you know, tough game with somebody else in the Pac-12 and lose. And if you beat UCLA, and that's, they can understand that. But to lose everybody, just beat them? No, that that don't make any sense. Because how can you beat them and lose everybody else? You rather you you rather beat everybody and play UCLA, Notre Dame, and squeak them through, then everybody will give you. And you can still lose, but everybody will give will understand that you're on your way back. Right. But if you get blown out, and you beat everybody, you get blown out by UCLA and Notre Dame, then, you know, it's always going to be a sour taste of Trojan people's minds because, you see, they, they remember the past. They remember the dynasties. They remember my year. And the year that I played, and we set the standard. I'm sorry anybody else disagrees with me. My team set the standard. <laughs> I played on the greatest team in, in college football's history, supposedly. Some people disagree with that. We had nine Super Bowl guys off my 72 72 USC team. We set the standard. FC people know we set the standard, and that's what you have to play toward. If you don't anything less than that, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna criticize you. They're gonna judge you. You know. And then the next next the next year to that is is the Pete Eric uh, uh, time, but then with the sanctions and the stripping of the national titles. 
that's a dark spot in Trojan history. You know, they got to win. I mean, they have to win. This is not Utah State or Idaho State. This is USC. Right. Well, you, you spoke on something, and you talk about the, the history and the eras and, and, and what people expect. Uh, you know, one of the knocks that I've seen the last couple of years uh, uh, from the, the pundits, the players, the players coming out of SC aren't getting drafted in the numbers they were in the past and, and, and at the uh, – at the higher at the higher at the higher rank higher rankings uh, in the earlier rounds like they did in the past. Uh, what is the cause of that? First of all, I just believe the system. I believe you know the, the unsta- after when when Pete left, it was it was unstable. When Pete left and Kiffin came in, you got Star coming in and stuff. And then when the sanctions came in, first of all, you had the lack of the scholarships. Uh, you had a lot of the people kids that transferred out. Some of the kids is. Uh, just wasn't tentative, and, and I think the NFL just questioned whether or not are these kids really prepared to go to the next level. Because you know how the NFL works. you got free agency and the money involved and stuff. When you come out of school, they, you have to be prepared to step in right now the way free agent way players move and the kind of money they have they're giving out. Because it's not like it was years ago when I was playing. They just drafted the best athlete, and they gave you a couple of years. Well, when you come out now, you got to be ready to play. And they want to know that kids coming out were ready to play. And I think, you know, uh, USC's lost a little, it's slacked off a little bit. You know, I don't. You can't really put a pin under, but something's not right. Either whether or not they're prepared, the unstableness, the sanctions, kids transferring out, kids not not being, them not being getting the top of the recruits they want. Even though they say they recruit well and stuff, but for some reason there's something missing there, and they'll get it back. But it's gonna take a little time. I mean, they'll get it back, but they got to be stable and consistent. The program, and like I said, of years back before and up to, uh, up to the peak peak, peak carrier era, they've had the peaks and valleys. But but even when they had peaks and valleys, they had top notch players could go go in the top round. Well, before before we wrap things up, uh, I gotta I gotta throw some names out at you, man. I gotta throw out Bianca. You throw Bianca's name out there Bianca, from, from Ashley the Ashley and Leela. <laughs> oh, Leela too, and Ashley. <laughs> They're listening too. They're listening. The tilted kilt, boy, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, they're tilting it, boy, I'm telling you. They really tilted over there. <laughs> now, we have one here in Long Beach. Which one uh, Which one are these folks at? Oh, man, them, these ladies here out at, uh, uh, they're out the, the one in Orange. Now, you know, I, you know, I talked to them about, I talked to them about Long Beach now. They say, they, they, they say the one in Orange is the best. <laughs> of course they say that. <laughs> And they say they got the best girls too. <laughs> you boys ready to go to Orange? Well, let's make that's a road trip. <laughs> I, I've been to Orange. Hey, hey, you know, you know, put on your best and take a field trip down there. <laughs> I gotta get my permission slip signed first. <laughs> I gotta get a hall pass. <laughs> I don't think my mom's gonna sign this. <laughs> I'm going to go anyway. All right. Sounds good. AD, you got anything coming up that uh, folks come out and see and uh, get get something signed from you? No, I think, you know, I'm, 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 I'm it, it's, it's a little, it's, let's say, uh, it's, a little, it's, it's a, a little vacation time. One thing will start off me in another couple of months. All right. You know, the football season coming up, you know, uh, of course, just get, people getting prepared for the 40th anniversary of a the great USC comeback of, of 1974. This is the 40th anniversary, so everybody's gearing up to that. So, and I'll be doing some things, and, and I think one of my first appearances will be in August at the Tilted Kilt. And, 
you know, back with my girls and stuff, you know. Nice. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's when we'll plan our road trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you can plan it. Let me know. <laughs> Y'all go take care of us. All right. AD, once again, we want to thank you for uh, for joining us here on Swoops World, and uh, and we got you on a little bit later tonight, and I appreciate you uh, hanging with us until uh, we, we were able to get you on, because we always enjoy having you on and getting getting your opinion on what's happening in the world of sports. Well, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you'll have some response from the folks, but that's okay. That's what I'm going to come on the show for. Absolutely. Thank Thanks a lot, brother. We'll talk to you All soon. All right. Right. See you, Andy. Take it easy. You listen to Swoops Roll and Talks Radio Network. You're listening to a little fat reggae dub status. This is called Back to the Pad. I'll be back after this. Class, I just smoked some gas. Holy shit, I graduated. How the fuck did I pass? Cause time shoots by like a star in the sky. And with this mic in my hand, yeah, that's how I'm passing by. You're hearing this because you found out that I write a story about my life simply one at a time. So now it's back to the pad again. Smoke out with my dad again. Someone hit up more cause I need myself a Heineken. Got a pack of bull, can't give it up at length. With no reason to be pet because this is a godsend. Back to smoking buns are hard. Cough, check my card. Questions about my life, what my music. It takes me far Because there's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping so bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd Standing up tall in this life that I'm living Thrown into a pond and now I'm the fish that's swimming In a fucking abyss Cause you're taking away from every person that I'm missing And you're thrown into a situation Surrounded by Christians who are telling me the road to take Make no mistake, I've got to make my grand escape To find the truth, no person can tell me what to do Cause I'm telling you how the fuck it is Cause this Christian religion, church affiliation All of these are nothing that I'm used to But my open-mindedness is like a weapon that I can use There's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd
This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Safe. 
Talk Story Radio. Hi, this is Barry Rolera. You're listening to Scoop World. Welcome to the Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, we uh, we just had, we want to thank. First of all, we want to thank all our guests we've had so far. We've had Damon Lawrence and Steve Passmore from Long Beach Grocery Co-op. We had Angela Matson and Tara Remington from uh, Row of Life and the Tribute Row. They're rolling from Long Beach to Hawaii. They're out there somewhere in the middle of the freaking Pacific. <laughs> and uh, it's great to be able to talk to them and have them check in with us each week. We just got off the horn with uh, Anthony Davis uh, from the USC and NFL, and we're talking some sports there. And we're uh, gradually working our way into T-Bone's timeout. But before we get to that, we were just talking, you know, just kind of bouncing off to a couple of things we were talking about with AD, about the, the, the hockey thing and and the demographics of hockey. And, and you had a good point, Peter. It was off the air. Uh, go ahead and see what you're saying. There. Well, I mean, one of the things is about hockey is that it's, uh, it's it, you play what you can do, you know. And we live here in Southern California. We have green fields everywhere. We're out there. I know as a kid, it was like when it was baseball season, we were out in the diamond. When it was football season, we were out there doing that. You know, my dad grew up on Lake Erie. Yeah. When it got cold, he didn't go out there and play football. He didn't go out there and play basketball. He went out on the Lake Erie, awesome <laughs> and he played pickup hockey. Yeah. That's what he did. And, you know, here's a guy who he never made the team, but he actually tried out for the, the Detroit Red Wings, you know, as like a 17-year-old because he's like it was like one of those walk-on days. And he walked on, and he walked off the next day. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, my mom is from Montreal. All of her brothers played hockey. They weren't in downtown Montreal. They were kind of on the outskirts of that. And well, they again, could go out there and do it for free. And they could go yeah. find a pond where right. they would then go out and play a hockey and beat the crap well, out of each other. So it's and, – and I don't think it's so much a, an issue of racism. I'm not saying there isn't racism. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but That's not what's keeping people out of hockey, though. No, what's keeping people out of hockey is, is the people that play hockey are – because that's what's available to them. But I, I, I do think there is – an issue in terms of, and I, I hate using the word access like it's it's uh, somebody's fault, but uh, Major League Baseball has made a concerted effort over the last 20 years because they saw that the demographics of baseball have shifted in a way that, you know, it's it, it switched over the last 20 years as opposed to from 1947 to the year 90, 1997, baseball was consistently adding more black players and uh, that that trend was starting to reverse itself and it still is to be honest but baseball is trying they're doing these these urban baseball academies they're trying to get baseball into places where you know there might not have been a field within 10 miles that these people could get to and you know Kids aren't going to play a sport if they can't even find a place that's not, to play. That's not, that's not why black kids weren't playing it. There was, there was a study done. And, you know, the study, and, and, and they, they did more than uh, uh, talk to black kids. But the, the, the thing about baseball is the kids that are coming up now, the sport, you know, U.S. kids as a whole. Is it the boring sport, thing? The sport yeah. is too slow for Okay. So yeah. that part should not apply to hockey. No, no, no. My point is, my point is, there are reasons, and and, and we're always quick to, to I think lots of times, jump to the the race thing, and a lot of times it's not the racing. It's like the kids, U.S. kids are kind of 
walking away from baseball because they're they like the quickness of video games, basketball, uh, even that's most of them going to so- a lot more going to soccer now than as, as, as opposed to football because it's always moving. You know, that, it's you, glamorous too. Yeah, I mean, it's an international well, it game. International game you know? So I think what you're going to see. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to see huge numbers. Just because of what you were saying, uh, Peter, uh, you do all the recruiting you want. Um, well, then the other part of that, too, is so you have the people who live like where a pond is frozen over and is accessible. Then you have the people who live where they're, they're more an urban cold environment, but they're urban. So now they're they're going to ice rinks, and no that's expensive. Uh, and that ice becomes, as, as T-Bone and I were saying, uh, you know, that becomes a, a – simply just an economic thing it's like if you got bucks you can, i mean hockey hockey out in the sticks is a relatively cheap thing you got a stick and a puck they don't even skates. wear pads some and some skates and everybody's got skates because but if you ice is everywhere but if you're playing in a, in a, in a, in a, a closed environment like that right there's requirements you and it's expensive and just to get the time to say okay we're not gonna let anybody else on this rink but your team so they can practice uh that is a, it, that becomes then a very expensive sport, and you know it's a, it becomes an economic issue. Who who has the wealth? Uh, I, you know, so that's just I don't know. I don't see it so much as a racist issue of like hockey is the NHL doesn't dislike black people. No, no, man. But and Wayne, Wayne Simmons is the shit. By the way, <laughs> he played in Philadelphia. Still does. They're not playing at the moment. We got a few we can lay claim to, man. And then the other thing too is, I mean, half of what? Half the NHL or half the NHL? Half the NHL. like foreign born. Which, if you're from Czechoslovakia. You, I mean, I've never been there, but I hear not, there's not, not there are not that many rich people there, <laughs> not that many, and there's not that many black people either. Yeah. So it's not just an economic I think, thing. I think, right. they, they, they need to recruit more Americans. Than yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. quick, quick from Connecticut, though, right? Quick, Jonathan Quick's from Connecticut. I believe so. Yeah. But he's from, again, there's... He's, I, I remember it's hearing a, a the whole state of Connecticut is a suburb, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, in northern part of the Connecticut, which is where he's from, is just South Canada. Yeah, and it's f- fucking cold up there. And again, they have lots of little wa- bodies of water that get frozen, and like you have nothing else to do. There's, there's, because you can't even say, oh, it's frozen and it's snowing, so we're going to ski. And, and they have no skiing there. Season's over, so yeah. they have no skiing there because. Well, they don't have any flatland. They also don't have any mountains in the whole freaking state. So it's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to snowshoe, or you can play some hockey. <laughs> and snowshoeing seems pretty boring. It, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yeah, you, know. you go. You can snowshoe. No, I'll play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you ready, Boone? <clears throat> yeah. All right, let's fire you up here. Oh, uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's Timeout. Well, good evening, folks. Uh, You know, we were just talking hockey. We're going to just continue on that train for the time being. Tonight was game four of the Stanley Cup Finals with the the Kings taking on the Rangers. Uh, You know, games one and two. Full of high drama and suspense, the Kings coming back from two goal deficits in both games to win in overtime and double overtime, respectively. Uh, game three, 
not a lot of drama to be had. Game three was uh, pretty much an ass whooping at the hands of Los Kings. And so the Kings come into game four tonight up 3-0, trying to close things out in Madison Square Gardens. And garden or gardens? Singular. 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 One, one garden. Yes. I'm sorry to all you New Yorkers that I don't party. care about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Kings go into go in tonight's game, and uh, you know it, it looked almost like games one and two because the Kings started out in a two nothing hole pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. And the second period things shifted a little bit, and the Kings got a good solid goal off of a Dustin Brown uh, breakaway. He got a, a fancy steal off of a broken stick and took it down and, and just torched Lundqvist. Lundqvist? Yeah, he, he speaks Frenchish, though. <laughs> I don't really care to say his name, whatever his Scandinavianish way. Um, and at the in the third period, especially about the last five minutes, the Kings were on an absolute awe oh, yeah. barrage. We actually watched they, it just before the show started and here. And they, they had one chance where oh. the puck was... Inches, less line, than inches. Kind of, sort of on the line. It, it's it's like if you have ever played shuffleboard. Did you see the guy put? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you've ever played shuffleboard, you're trying to get it to go as far as you can, and then stop at the last second by hitting just enough pieces of sand. Yeah. This particular puck hit every single blade grain yeah. flake of ice that was there, and stops just shy of the goal line. And then, granted, it has to go all the way over. It was like touching it. Yeah, and then one of the Rangers but, I mean, defenders kind of yeah. sticks a paw in and swats it out. The puck was stopped. Well, he for, shoved it underneath the Lundqvist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and that's supposed to be a no-no. Yeah, well, it is. Is. Well, that is. But you can only see that in the in the. Well, even the, I didn't see it the first time, but I, I you could only I think really see that in the in the even in the slowed down replays yeah. and everything. I'm by the time he smacks it because he doesn't he doesn't put his hand over it. He does push. Yeah, it, he pushes it, mm-hmm. but which is allowed. But then. He pushes it right into a big mass of bodies, yeah. but he's definitely doing something under yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and you got and, and the very least, if that play had happened a bit earlier, where the ice is less churned, yeah, and yeah, that's it's a little fresher. It would have just if the Zamboni uh-huh. sphere of influence is just a smidge bigger. It it because the puck was right literally in. stopped for like two seconds, just yeah. sitting there. Well, and yeah, two I, seconds is a fucking in. eternity in hockey. And yeah, he almost kicked in. The keeper did. And so that was, uh, there were, and you know, Jeff Carter had a a breakaway almost identical to Dustin Brown's a couple minutes, uh, a period earlier, and Lundqvist just got him on that one. He he covered the whole shebang, and there was no... Lundqvist has been taking a beating lately. Yeah, well, game game three in particular was rough. Um, But this, I mean, this, it's been a high-scoring series still, and today was the exception so far to this series, so... Uh, the Kings lose today, two to one. Back in here. But they they made it very interesting. They made oh, everybody they there in Madison Square Garden singular sweat a little bit, uh, to the point where when it when it became evident in the last twenty seconds, I mean, it, we're talking the last twenty seconds oh, yeah. that the game was out of hand. Um, Cold goal. Eh? And then yeah. there was that the the Rangers threw that one down that missed by what? Oh yeah, it was a upwards. foot. Yeah, maybe. Um, not by much. I mean, yeah, it just it was, barely missed the empty net. Not far at all. And there was another one that got cut off before that was going there. That one was going in. Yeah, yeah. But um, the the Kings were in this one despite uh, kind of a slow start. I mean, definitely a slow start. And game five is going to be crap. 
back here. Then. It's going to be, it's gonna be in L.A. And it will be on Friday. Yeah. Yep. So, thankfully, we're down to a two days between games now. Because yeah, this whole was Wednesday, to, Wednesday to Saturday thing last week just Nonsense. pissed me right off. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Um, especially because I had stuff to do on Saturday. Man. So, <laughs> yeah, you're really fucking with my mojo. <laughs> but... Uh, I had people ask me today before we put the game on at work because I this is the second straight game that we've watched at work. Like I put the projector up and everything. I blacked out the windows. Spraying, <laughs> spraying. No, no expense. I don't care. This is the last week of school. Who cares? Um, do you think they're gonna lose on purpose so that they can win at home? I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> These guys want to win it as soon as possible. Thing, they, right? They've already seen one team themselves. Come back from 3-0 in this yes. playoff. And they almost gave up a 3-1 yeah, lead. They almost yeah. gave up a 3-1. So, so they are not going to be throwing anything for the chance. I mean, th- here's the deal. Like, if they win, they get a parade no matter what. It, they're not going to talk to anybody in the stands if they win at home. Just like they're not going to talk to anybody in the stands <laughs> if they win in New York. That, they don't give a crap. No. Where they win it, they want to win it. The champagne's back there on ice. Yeah, and, and a six-hour, eight-hour flight is a whole lot sweeter when you know you just oh, oh yeah, yeah, we just wrapped just, it up. Wrapped yeah. it up oh, man. And we're going home yeah. to party. That's a rowdy ass flight. That's yeah, a lot more fun than hell. Yeah, we just lost. I mean, we're talking like Minnesota Vikings congressional <laughs> investigations. <laughs> that kind of flight. Exactly. Who touched who? Who touched who? Where and, and how did she get on board? Because yeah. she doesn't have a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you got some splaining to do, uh, honey. Apparently, <laughs> that hoochie flu is your guess. <laughs> so, game three of the NBA Finals was last night. Yes, it was. And after a two-game split in San Antonio, game three over in Miami, I feel like many folks out there thought that, you know, the way San Antonio... They didn't play great in Game 2, but they, they had a chance. Granted, a, a, an outside chance. Uh, but Game 3, I, in Miami, I don't think anybody expected San Antonio to come in and just do what they definitely did. did. Definitely didn't expect them to jump out to a 25-point lead. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in the second quarter, they were up 55-30. to 30. Uh, They shot 76% in the first half. Yeah, that was just crazy. <laughs> that was just crazy. And, you know, in the third quarter, the, the Heat did still get within nine on a couple of occasions, yeah. I believe. But um, the final yesterday was 111-92. to 92, And uh, it was, for the most part, not – I mean, Kawhi Leonard is just – he had, he had 29 last night, and he had, I think, 18 in between the first two games. Yeah, he shot the lights out. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he had the kind of game that everybody wants to have in the NBA Finals. Um, game four is going to be tomorrow night uh, in Miami. That's going to be at 6 o'clock Pacific for uh, us folks here. If you don't live here, then you suck. Uh, no, I'm, I, I don't mean that literally. I just mean that you probably should consider living here. Um, <laughs> it's crowded enough as it is. I don't know. People are leaving, man. Well, hell yeah. You didn't show me what kind of taxes we paid this motherfucker? <laughs> Even Eric Garcetti gets that now, apparently. So, if that dumbass can understand it. Anybody can understand it. So, uh, game four, coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we actually we had a, our last training of the year for work last night. And I we had a meeting about it the day before. And I said, we're going to go ahead and 
put up a projector and put the NBA Finals <laughs> game on the wall during the training. Because it wasn't really a training. It was like the staff appreciation thing, you know. Um, and three-fourths of the people there were just over on the side by the projector, <laughs> staring at the wall. Like, yep. <laughs> you guys would be staring at the wall if this was a regular training night anyway. <laughs> now, now there's actually something, something there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so... What do you think? Game four, are the Heat going to even it back up? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to they're gonna establish a little bit of... Yeah. Gonna, they're going to flex some nuts. So they're going 2-2-1-1-1? Two, 2-2-1-1-1. Two, one, one, one. Two, yep. two, one, one, one. That's the... And you know what? Based on these hockey finals, uh, I think uh, I think some other sports should take, take a little hockey... Uh, a little guy for hockey. I like the whole sudden death thing. And in the sports where in the sports where you, you, you get an equal shot, you know, you know, they, they drop the puck. Drop the puck. Yeah. Right? So in basketball, you do another tip off, first one to fucking score, boom, over. Get to basketball <laughs> doesn't even do tip offs anymore, do they? Uh, they do a tip off at the beginning of the game, and then they go yeah. uh, first half and second half. They try oh, okay. to tip. Um, I think uh, I think they they had to try that, and I also like the. Uh, That'd be fun for the NFL. Uh, see. Okay. No. 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 Look. You, look everybody, everybody line up. The XFL thing. Where you got two guys like ten yards apart and a ball in the, in the middle. middle. <laughs> yeah, and whoever gets the ball out of the deal. Yeah, I can see team. that. Yeah. That would be cool, man. That'd be more fun. That I was think, what they did. In I like it's got a lot of good stuff. I like I like to just you know throw it down. You know, you get a little pissed off. Somebody. I like I like the banging in the boards and stuff like that. So, you know, you see somebody running the first base and yeah, just getting a little shove off off the baseline, off the baseline there. Bump. Yeah, a little hip bump. check. <laughs> For some interesting sports. Oh, totally for out. sure. <laughs> it is. I mean, Major League Baseball could definitely use that between the months of May and August because it slogs down a little bit during that time. <laughs> and, and, the, and the final, the final thing I think they need to add to other sports is the, uh, you know, the the, uh, the substitutions as the game is in progress. <laughs> I'm not going to change a whole line. <laughs> whole line, ch- line change. <laughs> you know, I saw an interesting substitution actually the other night in the Diamondbacks. Uh, I don't remember who they were playing, um, but they, the Diamondbacks had a pitcher, and they moved him out to left field, and they brought another pitcher in, and then. Two batters later, they brought him from left field nice. back to the mound. Nice. You, wow. Yeah. That is bizarre. Like, never, this, you never, you never see this arm. to the point where, honestly, like, you, this is so rare that I that's really, good, I really thought it was against the rules. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be my first inclination. Well, I mean, like, it, it shouldn't be against the rules. He didn't leave the game. No, that, no but your first thought is anytime but, a pitcher leaves the mound, he's yeah, done. So yeah. your first thought is... You can't go back it's on the mound. Like, yeah, but and that's you're what right. it is. It's that that part is so ingrained that, I mean, I honestly thought. We were watching it live, and I was like, oh, so they're moving him out there so that they can keep a spot in the batting order for somebody else or blah, blah, blah. And right. then two batters later, they move him back to the mound. I'm like, oh, shit. And he got eight warm-up pitches <laughs> yeah, when, they, when they put him back on the hill. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, you see it so rarely. I think partly because so many pitchers are so disconnected from real baseball. That they probably are considered defensive liabilities, but we were talking about it. Like everybody who's pitching in the major leagues right now was the best player on, on every little team, league exactly. and, and all four years of their high school uh-huh. baseball. Like, and, they, and a lot of them didn't start pitching until like yeah. high school or yeah. college like, or they were, minors. They were regular everyday position every day because they, they wanted probably, to play every day. This is why I cranked the, were the best guy mm-hmm. in the field and the best guy at the plate. This is what this is why it's always surprising me. 
and I know it's just because they're out of practice, how horribly they, a lot of them hit by the time they're in the majors. Because a lot of those guys, I, mean, I, remember the, I remember the guy who pitched in our high school, he, he, he pretty much led the team in home runs, too. I mean, the guy could hit the freaking baseball. Um, no, he didn't make the pros, but my, my bottom line no, is, but is you, those guys are, like you said, they're usually the best player, the best mm-hmm. all-round player on their team who could throw some heat across, yeah. the, across the plate. And, I mean, it goes to show you, Major League Pitching is a different beast anyway, but then when you only get to face it every fifth day, that really screws with you. Yeah. I mean, that's... Babe, and if Babe Ruth was a pitcher. And if you're an American League ball, mm-hmm. ball player, you don't even get... Until you get drafted by... Traded to a national team, you're never going to swing a bat mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So, that that was a fun little weird yeah. weird tidbit. That of is. That's crazy. I didn't even catch that. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I... I I was. I had to admit to the other person in the room that I was wrong. I know how much you like that. Not since 1997. I'm not at 99.6% or whatever. I'm not on the EIB network. Thankfully, baseball is taking place starting on Saturday in Omaha. And the College World Series field of eight teams is set, and we've got one SoCal team in the mix. UC Irvine got through last weekend. They, they did pretty good, huh? And uh, Irvine. I don't normally cheer for them, but. I don't either. Uh, they're from the SoCal, the, so I The girl guess. that I ran into when Long Beach was playing Irvine a couple weeks ago at Blair Field, the girl I went to high school with, who, went, who ended up going to Irvine, she put a picture on Facebook today of uh, the hotel they're staying at and the view of the, the ballpark there downtown in Omaha. It's like, oh, good for you. Like, you're going to have a good time with it. But uh, Irvine plays Texas on Saturday at, uh, that'll be noon Pacific, 2 o'clock Central, for those of you who are actually in Omaha and listening to us here tonight on Soup's World. And then the evening game, Louisville playing against Vanderbilt at 5 Pacific and uh, 7 Central. So that's the Saturday games. Again, Irvine playing against Texas and Louisville playing Vanderbilt. And then on Sunday, we've got Ole Miss and Virginia. And then we've got so we've got two Southern teams there. And then we have Texas Tech and TCU in the. Uh, oh, those games are backwards in terms of times. Texas Tech TCU is the early game. That's a noon game for us. And uh, Mississippi and Virginia. That's a five o'clock game. So. Those eight teams, from those eight teams, one of them will come out as the national champion, and it will be a new one this year because UCLA, not in the tournament period, let alone in Omaha this year. Um, so there we go, though. Talking about uh, just geography, mm-hmm. where you are when you play the sport you play. Yep. There is not a single team nobody above from the, nobody from the, the Mason-Dixon Dixon line. Mm-hmm. Not a single team. So all the cold parts of the country – not apparently putting their best foot forward here for I mean not even that put their best foot forward. They're just not getting obviously the same level of of players and all that. It's the South. Why? Because baseball it that's really, what it needs. It, it really needs helps that. when you yeah. can play from uh, every January pretty much day of the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. So now uh, how, how likely do you think it is that Irvine will advance? Well, um, Texas was a lower seed getting into this thing to begin with. I think they have a good shot at they have got a good shot at a at a win in the first round. I mean, beyond that, at this point, it's it's not single elim- elimination. It's double right elimination. There. Okay. Yeah. And 
It's double elimination with a weird, funky twist. Because <laughs> once you get to the last two teams, even if I mean, one of those teams is going to have a loss, and at that point, when there's just two teams left, double elimination goes out the window, and they do a best of three because it's a TV thing. Okay. So yeah. they want to be able to guarantee at least two games on TV between right. the two teams. So That's the finals. That's the finals, okay. yeah. So, um, so you think Irvine has a, a decent chance of moving you know, forward? They, they swept Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Uh, they took two games from them. And, you know, they – they knocked out Cal Poly in their regional, who was a top five seed nationally. I mean, they they're playing very well right now, and at this point, it's kind of just anybody's anybody's guess. I right. mean, the 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 super regional is kind of a weird thing because the week before in the regional they play you play if you're going to win it you got to play four or five games to win, and I mean. College baseball is different than Major League Baseball in that you've got a three-man three, three man rotation. You've got, like, your Friday starter, your Saturday starter, and your Sunday starter. And you get into the regionals, and then all of a sudden one of your relievers at least has to become a starter. And um, so it throws your pitching out of whack a little bit. Then you go to the Super Regionals, and that's a best of three. So you're, you're not going to tax your rotation in the same way that you did the week before. But now in Omaha, you can t- you're talking about playing – Several games. I mean, you could win six. You could have to win five or six games to win the thing. And uh, it's pitching is a strange, strange beast anyway. But then when you talk about guys getting put into irregular situations, right. you just have to kind of hope for some superhuman effort from guys. I mean, like like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling in two thousand one kind of efforts. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rub that one in. Put a little salt in the wound. I like those guys. They, yeah, I do too. I mean, regardless, because you know, Randy Johnson came back and played for your pinstripes after that. So, you gotta kind of just hope that some guys are gonna rise to the occasion, and that's that's where the college level has a lot more room for that kind of thing to happen because you get guys that just you have some weird chemistry, and guys get along and just do crazy things. I mean, when you're 19, 20, 21, 22, it's not about what you're capable of so much as what you what you want to do. I mean, it's weird. So, yeah. college baseball happening this weekend. It's going to be all over. Uh, but you're right. It's, it's all about at it, that it, it, age, that level. Uh, it's, it's chemistry, man. Mm-hmm. You know, professionals a little bit different. Um yeah, most of these guys are still paying for part of, if not all, of their school. It's not like college football where just about everybody's Semi-pro. on a full scholarship. <laughs> um, <laughs> college baseball teams in Division One have 11.7 scholarships to give for like 30 roster spots. So uh, most of these guys are paying some, if not all, of their own way. And they are there hanging out with their friends and still doing all of this in addition to being college students. Granted, you know, you got to take your 12 units at whatever school you're at. Yeah. But I give these guys a lot of credit. And you can see you can see the joy. Like, if you, you know, sometimes sometimes metal just it tells you what to do with it. Exactly. It speaks to you. But you can really see the, the, you know, the guys. Like, I was watching the 
the game between Long Beach State and uh, College of Charleston two weeks ago. And the very first inning, the the Charleston players in the dugout talking all kinds of shit to the dirtbags pitcher, like to where the umpire had the 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 umpire out on second base had to call time. Give me a yellow card. Warn the warn. <laughs> yeah, he gave him a yellow card. He warned the dugout like you guys need to shut the fuck up because they were so fired up and they were just having a great time talking shit to the other team. You know, yeah, and it's better, like better, better. you know what? I remember times when I was twelve years old talking shit to the yeah, other of team in the dugout and getting them all fired up and you know leading them in all kinds of ridiculous things that we said to the other team. But there was just there were no TV cameras, so nobody was going to tell us to shut up. Right. And that's what these guys are. They're they're overgrown twelve year olds. They're twelve year olds. Just get a rubber arm. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still just like hanging out with their buddies. You know, like yeah. they're going to get wasted tonight, whether they win or lose. Exactly. And it's not like, oh man, I'm going to call my agent and see what I should do. That's right. It's, I'm going to call my buddy and see where the party is. And well, that's pretty much the same at the pro level. It's not agent calling. It's like, <laughs> what club are we going to today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just a different, yeah. It's a different, it's yeah. a different vibe, yeah. and you know, wood bats, metal bats. Uh, that that part, you know, yeah. if you want to be a baseball guy and, and flex your purism nuts, then you can you can complain about that part. But did you know those? these guys give a crap about the guys they're playing with, and they have fun with it. It's more fun. Yeah, they're not, they're not sitting down throughout the whole game. They're yeah. up on the railing the whole time. Speaking of bats, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Did you know that a, a, a freaking one of those aluminum softball bats could go, go for like 500 bucks. Yeah. If it's 500 bucks, it's doctored. It's fraudulent. It's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, people do crazy like, things. You play collegiate, collegiate softball, and uh, it's kind of like a semi pro type thing. And so the, one of the bats purchased was a $500 bat. I knew they'd gotten up to definitely like the really the top 30s. end ones were the 300s because of a nephew that plays. And so, uh, and, and then it's crazy. That's yeah. And then supposedly it's only good for one season. I'm like aluminum bats. It's only good for one season. That's the whole reason uh, we made them out of metal. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I mean, maybe it's not good for 10 years, but it's good for more than one season. You know, you're I mean, unless you're a pro and then you're, you're batting on 162. Extra little, yeah. bit of, extra little bit of pop out of your bat, then you're not that good of a player. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a kid when bats broadly broke the $100 per bat mark for a metal bat. I think most of our spending on a bat was like 40 bucks. Yeah. And, and it was the whole, yeah, I remember, I, I remember. Was a whole big thing, you know, like, oh, you got to get that C405 alloy, you know, it's got the trampoline effect. I'm like, yeah, this is marketing. Scam. I never bought a one for that. I didn't either. Mainly because my yeah. parents would not let me. They were like, that's a $40 bat, and this no dollar, one's this one's 10 <laughs> That's the one you're getting. But, Mom, that's the one you're getting. Hey, listen, man, my, I still play with real woods in my golf bag. I have one, <laughs> so I have one, I have one uh, metal wood, and I have a big Bertha that I never wanted to even pull out the bag. So. I'm an old school guy. Good. You gotta be true to yourself, man. That's, that's, that's valid. <laughs> uh, where are you rolling at? We're taking a break. Uh, uh, you want you want to start the World Cup conversation? Or oh not? yeah, man. 
Starts tomorrow. tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Take a quick break. Let's take a quick break and uh, that'll be good. Refill yeah. And, uh, yeah. Refill would be good. Yeah. Refill and a defill. You're listening to Swoops on the Talk Show. Really Those usually go hand in hand. Yep. We're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> uh, then we'll come back and wrap things up. Uh, let some T Bones time out. Uh, probably their whole show. Get them out of time. This here is going to be, uh, oh, let's see who we want to listen to now. You know what? A little bit of Corey Joseph Clark. This is called Thorn oh, yeah. Stones. Back okay. after this. <laughs>
This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that piñata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Stefana here, and you're listening to Swoop's World, the best show, the best show. And welcome back to Swoop's World Talk Story Radio Network, right here in the middle of T-Bone's timeout. Back to you, T-Bone. All right. Well, last thing we're going to talk about tonight is the first thing happening tomorrow, uh, you know, for thing which is kind of a big deal it only happens every four years and that the olympics is... oh no that's months from now <laughs> leap year <laughs> is that this year uh, that was a couple years ago i, don't I think know. it's still two years away uh, I, yeah, think. I think we're a couple years no, away from another one of those uh but this happens tomorrow the world cup taking place in brazil i don't think they rolled the r quite like that <laughs> Uh, you know, Still my, sounded good, man. My my <laughs> Brazilian relatives are shaking their heads at me right now, but that's okay. They're they're going to be drunk tomorrow anyway, so it's fine. Uh, Brazil taking on Croatia in the opening match of group play for this year's World Cup. As the host nation, they get to sort of do the whole we're we're better than everyone's, which they actually are. So they're. You know what I like about the World Cup being in Brazil? Huh. We can watch it here in a decent hour. Yeah, it's yeah, they're man. only None of those crazy. <laughs> they are only uh, four hours ahead of us, yeah. I believe. In in most of well, it depends. Yeah, some of them are just like an hour or two, uh, depending it's on a, where they're playing. Kind of a big ass country. Too. Yeah, right. We, we well, it's the really, size of the whole yeah, continent. We don't think about it because you know we think that North America is so big and everything else is so small. But yeah, Brazil is a big ass country. Um, but uh, Brazil taking on Croatia first off tomorrow. That's 1 o'clock for us here in California. My only complaint is, you know, I understand it's the opening, so you want to kind of... I don't care about that. I just want to see it through the game. Play three damn games, man. Yeah. Yeah. Play three damn games. I want to watch three games tomorrow. The first day of the tournament should be like, let's blow this bitch out. And, and, and Brazil should get to go first. Yeah, Absolutely. Dude, dude, play two more games yeah, afterwards. I don't watch so many ceremonies at the Olympics either. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. I just want to watch that game, and then I want to watch the next game. <laughs> and then I'd like to watch a third game. <laughs> we have to settle for one game tomorrow and then three games on Friday. But yeah. on Friday, it's going to get kind of interesting because Mexico takes on Cameroon, Cameroon. in the morning game. And then... Mexico, they got... Friend, how do you do? They owe us a big thank you. They wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for the U.S. Well, you know, we do our part every now and then. Is this part of the Dream Act? Is that what that was? 
Have to, maybe. I feel like they're they're not really... Executive World Cup gets Ghana in group play, and they start off on Monday afternoon. Uh, that'll be a 3 o'clock start for us Pacific time here, um, U.S. and Ghana. You know, I I like to joke around, but I am actually going to be rooting for my native Ghana in this one. <laughs> uh, it never gets old. <laughs> for me. Everyone else is probably tired of it, but I don't care. Um, I see him rubbed up on you. <laughs> Shit that you don't care about. Everybody else is tired of <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> uh, as the U.S., they, they've fared in the last three times. They've uh, have they done against Chicano? They uh, don't they have a, like a win, a loss, and a draw. Yeah, uh, uh, something they, like that. It's been a pretty even. It's been even, even right? Yet. I mean, it's um, Ghana. They've has, always given them a hard time. Ghana though. has been maddening. Yeah, for for the American side over the last several years and it's just a much different st- I, and I'm totally a, a soccer outsider like I don't know squat about this sport but I mean I get the basics of it and I can see very different style of play from I mean it's it's like Ghana playing in fast forward I mean granted you see that with the European teams against the US too yeah. like when you see a, like I was watching Spain and uh, El Salvador the other day in a a little warm-up friendly match. And even that game was like in fast-forward compared to the way the U.S. team The U.S., I mean, I'm going to root for the U.S., but the thing is is they're not not a fun team to watch because their whole thing is... No Donovan? Well, there's no Donovan. Uh, The the other thing is it's like... They're so defensive-minded. Let's not give up a goal and wait for that counterattack, which is fine. And I totally respect that that's probably how they have to play. But it doesn't make for exciting soccer. No. Whereas the Brazilians, they're all like, let's score goals. Yeah. Let's score goals, and let's score them right now. Yeah. And then let's go score more goals after we score that goal. You know, so, like, they're always – like, yeah. sometimes you're like, are they even playing defense? Because they're so offensive-minded. When you, when you and that's exciting. It, and yeah, and it – I mean – when you play that way, that's a great defense in itself because you can keep the ball. If you can pull it off. If you, can, <laughs> if you have the horses to keep the ball on the other side of the field the whole time, then you don't need that good of a defense. Yeah. But, I mean, um, it's uh, it's a, it's just a different kind of deal. And uh, the U.S. has three games guaranteed before they do or do not advance into the uh, knockout round of 16 or 32 or whatever it is. Nobody's really counting anymore. But they play, like we said, they play on Monday. Hard to get, hard to get behind a team when the coach says can't wait. <laughs> well, 
just he just reverse psychology, man. Yeah. He's, he, he, he's doing a little bit of that, I think, but he's also just. And you know, we talked about it last week. I think he's making a. I, I agree with you, Peter. I think he's making a major mistake in terms of how he plays this hand. I yeah. think that uh, the opportunity was there. I mean, and you know, job security. If you don't think that it, it's a it's a winning proposition, you probably shouldn't have taken the job. Uh, but to his credit, he's like, we're not going to win here, but we're in this for the long haul. Yeah. You know, well, so the thing, the thing is, 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 as a coach, this is a tricky a, proposition. I don't know how to show yourself. How bad your team's doing, or whatever. You, you, you come out with some kind of confidence, and you kind of instill the fact in your players and your and your fans. That we're gonna go out there giving our best shot. We got a chance of winning this game. Yeah. yeah I mean, the problem after, is he sounds after, like he after, gave up. Yeah. After the game, you could go. The Browns are who they thought we, who they are. Who they <laughs> thought they were. You know, <laughs> crown if you want. I mean, you know, the bottom line is going into anything, you want to believe that at least the freaking team that you're supporting. Kind of believe they, they might not give it their all this week. They might have a chance. At least they're win. upbeat. Yeah. And they're gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I think the mistake he makes. Yeah. I think in that regard. Hey, I mean, if you uh, case in point, the Rangers for the last two days, the New York Rangers down three nothing after uh, Wednesday, after Monday's game, said they said a lot of things. Some of them you could read through all of the athlete speak and and kind of hear the depression in some of their yeah. statements. Yeah, yeah. But none of them outright said, "Well, you know, we're gonna lose this series. We're done." They said we're gonna we're gonna do our damn one game at a time. Game, you know. blah, blah, blah. We're not gonna let them hoist the cup on our home ice. Yeah. You know those kind of things, and that's you know that's what you want to hear. It's a different story before you've started as opposed to when your back's against the wall. But before you've even started, why on earth would you put things there? I mean, I guess if you want to uh, not be the next Bruce Arena, then you know you don't want to buff your chest out and. Inflate expectations to a level that they can never be right. Right. But um, you know, after their start on Monday against Ghana, the U.S. plays Portugal next Sunday, the twenty-second, and then they wrap up group play on Thursday against Germany. So, well, yeah, how's Portugal? I know, I know how Germany is. Portugal, I think, is ranked like eight in the world. Portugal's good, and they have they have Ronaldo who. Is going to be playing is what I heard. Yes, today yes. I read uh, he is because he was doubtful because of injuries. But then he and was hanging out. Uh, he was hanging out at uh, one of the NFL teams training camps. Oh yeah, day. I saw him play like two weeks ago. He looked fabulous. Yeah, he well, and he did. But then he had some sort of like tendonitis and something, tendonitis in a knee and a pulled hamstring or something like that. Point is, is they're saying he's good, and if he's good, then Portugal. Is good and um, and he he ran yeah he came into second as far as the overall vote for you know FIFA gold what do they call it gold boot golden boot yeah. whatever that bullshit is gold anyhow boot. point is, is this guy's good and if he's the on the MVP team of the world yeah yeah I mean he's so Portugal th- the thing that the U S is going to need to have happen is I think. <laughs> is, I think Portugal and Germany build a better mousetrap. <laughs> needs to have a tie because if they end up with one point each, then that gives the U.S. they beat Ghana hopefully and tie the other teams. 
mean, that's really how they got to get there. They're not yeah. going to beat Germany, and they're not going to beat Portugal, most likely. I mean, it's really... They could steal one of those two, but they're definitely not beating both. They're not running the table in this No, game. so they're going to need a win against Ghana and a couple of ties at, at the minimum, and, and more than likely, an upset mm-hmm. against... And from what I've heard, Portugal right now is in better form than Germany. That's what I heard, you know, just, but Germany's been in, Germany, the last three World Cups has either made it to the finals or the semifinals. So they're, they're pretty solid, you know. Uh, So yeah, it looks bad for the U.S. in that regard. They definitely, they got a a bad break as far as, you know, which group they ended up in. Because there are, there were easier groups, but all of them are. Would you want them to be with Spain and the Netherlands? No, because that would just be as bad. Would you want them to be with England and Italy? Yes, maybe. I would rather that because England is notoriously. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be with France and Argentina. Even then, France. I mean, remember last World Cup? France just they folded. They, <laughs> <laughs> Argentina's going to show up, but <laughs> surprise! But France is going to. France is a either either France is going to win the whole thing, or they probably won't get out of the group stage. So it's an all. So, so you just take your chance. But yeah, uh, there there are other equally difficult groups. But there definitely are some easier ones that the U.S. with a little bit of luck uh, could have advanced to the uh, to the like Iran and Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> would have been nice. Yeah. Anyway, the U.S. gets their start on Monday. The World Cup takes off tomorrow. Uh, do some googling if you want to find out how to watch it. If you don't have cable, if you do have cable, then you might still need to be a little creative. I don't know. No, actually, I did some research today. Espen's going to be doing their part yeah. this time. Espen 3. Self, uh, oh, really? Espen 3 uh, is going to that carry I can even watch almost it. every single game. Look at that. The self-proclaimed which is, which yeah, is, There's a couple a that aren't going to be, apparently, from what I could see uh, on Espen 3. But Espen3.com will carry every... Almost every game, probably not like the finals and quarterfinals. You you got to luck that way, but but all the early ones, including tomorrow's opening game. Yeah, but you when, know, when you go to their website like that, you got to put in your your cable. No, not for ESPN three. No, ESPN three has two things. They have a they have certain games that are only available if you have a cable provider, yeah. and then they have other games that are available without that. And tomorrow's yeah, so game if you is, have, for instance, Charter or Verizon. Yeah, and you only have internet and no TV. You can get a good chunk of these games anyway. Yeah, it looks like you're going to be able to get about ninety percent of the World Cup games on Espen three. Right, well, I, I mean, from what I I just looked this morning because. Yeah. And I and I have an HDMI cable that is ready to plug directly into my <laughs> computer, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, since I don't have cable anymore, um, so most of those are available. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure the later games, you know, are going to be premium, so you're going to they're going to want you to shell out some bucks. But at least the group stage, is, most of them are available. Nice. Any response to that? Uh, it's above my pay grade, right there. Uh, I don't know. I I think. We're still on the fence here, Dave. We're debating. But we appreciate your input. We ran over, man. What's up with that? Did Dave even get on? There you have it.
another edition of Tim Actually, we already had hockey talk. We did have hockey earlier. Uh, next week on Swoops World, International Nova, uh, a singer, uh, recording artist out of the UK, will be uh, checking in with us. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to the, uh, talk to him, as well as, uh, of course, Angela and Tara and uh, AD. He'll be calling back in next week. Uh, big plans for weeks, fellas? Well, you got the graduation. Plan, my kid right? graduates tomorrow. And uh, 9 a.m.? Yeah, 9.30. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And I got uh, strong-armed. Apparently there's some sort of patriarchal holiday coming up on Sunday. Huh. And I got strong-armed by a whole bunch of women. Imagine that. Uh, who, uh, I'm going to be in San Diego on Sunday, which I'm not entirely... Huh. Down with, but so it's just what it is, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love San Diego. I love San Diego too, but I don't knowing know. the backstory, I'm. Sure. I'll be yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> I only mean the good part of San Diego. I'll be in Imperial Beach. Uh, sounds like a big. Uh, it sounds like you're not going to be. The, it's going to be like a group. It's a group gathering. Yeah, gathering, it's a group yes. thing. Yeah. Well, so like I got strong eyed by a group of women. So Ooh. this is called Father Emasculation Day, something like that. It's it's not. Anyhow, that's what I got going. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to rub it. I'm pretty sure here. my kids ignore me, so I'm going to bike ride. <laughs> I th- I was thinking about bringing my bike. Just make a break for it, dude. I think the kibosh has been put on that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody that I brought the bike. <laughs> Just pull out of the trunk and go. I'll be back for dinner. <laughs> That's my plan. I'm not cooking, damn it. <laughs> Actually, somebody else has offered to cook. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Not necessarily. Not flat in the past before. Yeah. yeah. You'll be the one to go to McDonald's afterwards, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. How about you, Bo? Anything, anything exciting this weekend, man? This weekend, uh, Jabroni is moving out, ah. heading up uh, to the great north. I don't know if it's white up there or not. I'm going to call it the Great Green North. Um, and uh, beyond that, man, school's out. I, I don't have to work next week, so I'm... Listen to Alice Cooper. Yeah. going to maybe swat some freshmen. <laughs> That's right, your boy's going to be... He graduates tomorrow, he's going to be a freshman to come... Uh, oh, lordy. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Oh, I'll get the proverbial hood. Well, that's going to do it for us, man. We will see you all next week. Uh, last words of wisdom, man. Eat dessert first. Life is short. Life is short. I've seen that somewhere. It's in your signature box somewhere. Somewhere. I put I that. There was, Instagram or something there was like a while that. there where I was using that a lot. Yeah. You know, you're the one I always use. Dream as if you live forever, live as if you die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Thanks, Dave. All of you listening on the Sips Rose app, as well as the Talk Stream Live app. Appreciate you listening. See you.